Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 337, what the fuck, what's in the wormhole, Smiley's Gardens falling in as well, oh shit, I'm gonna need a hearing aid, and to shut my ass up, and to say hello and chat. What's up, up, Smiley? Just munching on stuff. Throwing it in a live right away. (laughs) Right on, right on. It's antsy. Doing a little antsy to get on tonight. Yeah? Yeah. In a couple of... Yeah. Fucking, you know. I miss it when I'm not on... Sometimes I just don't want to go on by myself, I guess. Fucking, huh. well, I got lucky as fuck. Well, I don't. Before, before we go there, I might as well throw out the corniness right, right quick. I forgot how big of a fucking man crush I had on fucking Fergie. Fucking YouTube was fucking going nuts on my fucking you playlist tonight. Fucking. Started throwing up some Fergie. I actually sat down and smoked a joint. I was like, man, I dig Fergie still. <laughs> what up? She was hot. What's up, Cannon Trooper? How you guys doing? Pretty good. Good, man. Probably just get home from work. How about you? Uh, we were just harvesting, and we finished up for the night. A little bit earlier than we kind of thought we would, so we're just kind of chilling for a moment. Always good. Get it done for quicker. Yeah. Definitely gives him some more time to free up for family life. I think he's hopping on here in a second. Should see some of the shit that uh, got chopped down tonight. Like, I've seen a wave in my hand. Fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah, you saw some of that in the chat. Smiley. Those those nugs are massive. Some of them are bigger than my calf. Damn. Like, no bullshit. I have one, like, hanging next to my leg, and I'm, like, flexing my calf, and it's still, like, the size of my calf. I was like, what the fuck? Now, is that just different genetics, or is that same genetics? He's doing some magic. That's, a new, that's new genetics, and that's pushing the EC uh, underneath the, um, what's it called, the spectrum recipes. Oh, all right. Yeah, so that's what that's what he was doing. He was pushing the EC really hard with them, and uh, dude, these things are some. There's some donks, bro. There's some. There's like a field of fucking donks in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they do look nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's see, we got like 15 watching, and there's already the thumbs down. What the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there's a thumbs down. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's some funny shit. Yeah. Yeah. It please everybody. It just mad I showed up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's the way I always see it. It's been like a minute. Give us a minute, bro. Just give us a minute. <laughs> <I know. laughs> so you got somebody already throwing thumbs down? That's sad. <laughs> it's funny, I think. I laughed about it. What's up, guys? How you doing, bro? Good, about to uh, take a dab here. Cannon was over there bragging about how big your donks are. 
whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a little wrong. Yeah, take it easy. <laughs> now, um, it's this new genetic I'm running, bro. It's, um, I was really blown away uh, by it. It's uh, called Mel's Punch. It's a cross of uh, ninja fruit with primal punch. Um, so it's got like some like really good grapefruit notes. It smells like almost like if you were to just have like a grapefruit gorilla glue. And um, that sounds good. But it look, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty good, man. Um, I, I just want to see, I just want to see how it dries off if it, uh, if it gets airy or if it hardens off. Cause you know, you can, it always looks good when it's like fresh. Right. But then when it dries, you're like, no. <laughs> yeah they do shrink quite a bit what's up bingus yeah. cheers everybody how are you cheers you're just talking about sergeant's donk right on sarge how are you i'm good how you doing bingus good man sergeant peppa i like that uh, icon dude. that's cool. he's double decker over there look at that shit so a nice fucking uh Lucky spell, I guess you could call it yesterday. I, I didn't see come coming really. I wasn't second guessing it by any matter, man. Last few days have been fucking whew, kind of a crazy roller coaster, to say the least. But uh, I go take a trip around the lake yesterday, take care of a few things, talk to some people about some uh, fucking shirts, some. Uh, they actually, cat was fucking stoked about. Uh, he had new way of printing, like the like the polyester kind of shirts, the way they're like painted in or inked in, not necessarily. But uh, he was uh, definitely had some good ideas about some shirts, and uh, so I was pretty stoked about that. I had to stop at Home Depot. I picked up that insulation machine. Stopped at my local grow store. Picked up a few bags of some fucking cocoa and some other shit and then leave the grow store and fire one up not nothing new out of the routine it's getting close to dark i fucking flying down this road i happen to look up and sure shit and sheriff passes yeah only a five over, which I don't necessarily think is a problem, but I slow down nonetheless, and I see him. I see the brake lights fucking light up as soon as he passes by, and I'm like, ah, shit. Ah, shit. So I, of course, watch the, the side mirror. And uh, so, yep, he flips around. I'm like, ah, fuck. Ah, fuck. So I flip my joint out the fucking window and let it fucking, let it fucking, let the window roll down for a minute and fucking roll it back up and kind of fling what was available onto the floor and behind the seats. And he comes up to the vehicle. And I'm not in a vehicle that I usually drive. Keep this in mind. Comes up to the car. He says, you know, you got a, he says headlight at first, but then he says taillight out. You know, you got taillight out. 
I'm like, oh shit. That's right. He's like, you got your uh, paperwork? I'm like, ah, yeah. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. And I know, I know for a fact that I have this like super like 30 year old trouble. Tried to take care of it several times. Anywho, takes my paperwork. He, I go to, he takes my driver's license and I go to look for my paperwork, which I always bitch about. Always, always keep that shit above the visor. Keep it above the visor. Keep it fast and handy. You want to bow, get the fuck away from my car. Bow, get the fuck away from my car. Bow, get the fuck away from my car. That's what I preach. Wasn't there. Motherfucker. So I go fucking, of course, going through the glove box. Go through a fucking council. I'm just dumping shit out. He says, you grow? Yes, sir. Is it reading the vehicle? Got a bag in my pocket. Two garbage bags in the back seat. Is that weed? Ha! No fucking sir. No, no weed there. All right. Fucking taste my shit. Just my driver's license because I still haven't produced license of registration. He runs back to the car for a minute, comes back, and fucking says, you know your driver's license is expired? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, it's expired. I'm like, man, I just had a birthday. I didn't even fucking realize. He's like, yo, it's been almost a month. I'm like, yeah, uh, I I didn't realize. I'm sorry, man. I didn't realize. He fucking hands me that driver's license. Get that taken care of. Get that fucking taillight taken care of. Have a good night. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's fucking awesome right there. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Yeah, well, keep, that, uh, keep that angel on your shoulder there, buddy. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> good one. I don't know how I got so lucky. I even told him I, he never even asked for a license or nothing. Just so you know what I mean? Like a medical license or anything. He probably, smoked yeah, weed. He probably smokes weed. Yeah. <laughs> You're over you twenty. Shit, I, so you're. I mean, you're allowed up to a certain amount there. So probably is yeah, true that. You probably said Eagle, Eagle One <laughs> on Instagram. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> you're good. Watch, watch the name appear in chat now. That's like your favorite police officer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good one, good one, Smiley. Yeah. I've been following you ever since you got started. <laughs> be pretty funny. At least you can do is kick me a nug. Fuck. I pulled you over just to get your autograph, man. Big fan. Yeah, that's funny. Can of Troopers here. We got Red Pill and Sergeant Pepper with Smiley's Garden on top. Eagle. Eagle, you're going to be with Jordry on a big uh, 
live stream. That's awesome, dude. Good job. Yeah, yeah. I finally gave in. Decided to go. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a fun one. Some amazing guys over there. It's gonna be a good night. Kevin Jodry on top of it. That's all I gotta do. The way I see it, pretty much all I gotta do is just be a box. <laughs> Jodry's on the panel. All I gotta do is be a box. This is gonna be a cakewalk. <laughs> yeah, I knew it had to end pretty good, Eagle, considering you're sitting there talking to us right now. I was yep. like, yeah. So that's awesome, though, dude. Congratulations. Yo, by the way, hello, Smiley, Bingus, Sergeant Pepper, Canada Trooper, Red Pill. Yep. What's up? Everyone in chat. Hey, Sergeant, I saw you. What? You were showing, you were on a live today on IG. Got some monsters, bro. Monster Cola's in that grow. All right. I mean, dude, not gonna lie, I feel uh, really blessed right now with those genetics, man. Uh, I uh, I couldn't believe it. I think those are like literally the biggest fucking colas I've ever grown, bro. Well, I got to hand it to you, dude. Yeah, man. Well done. Well done. Yeah, I feel blessed on that. Um, I wasn't expecting that. You know, I knew they were going to stack because, like, you know, when you. You see a plant stack up in veg, you're like, oh, okay, we got some good flower side too. This is looking good, promising. And then it just like blew up out of nowhere. <laughs> it yeah, dude, the stack thrown out the stock was amazing there. Was that the whole, was that all the same strain? What strain is that shit? It's, it's, uh, it's Mel's Punch. So um, what it is, uh, it's Ninja Fruit crossed with uh, Primal Punch. Okay. That's actually a BG uh, uh, WG420. He's the one who blessed me with that cut. My buddy's surrounded by it. He's growing a a ninja fruit sapphire mango cross. That one definitely is working well there, Sarge. Fuck yeah, we're keeping that one around for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Especially, man, if it's if it's got some kind of punch to it, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, well, I ran this time, Good I ran cross. everything a little bit longer across the board. I, uh, I ended up going 72 days, and I probably went a little bit longer than I should on a couple of them, but it was so close to so many that I was just like, you know what, fuck it, we're going to meet halfway with everybody right here, and it is what it is. Shit, the pictures I saw didn't look like you went deep too deep into harvest at all. I mean, they get yeah, that, I feel like you I can almost see it when they go like it's it's like a amber haze almost to them. You can kind of see it. Like, everybody talks about getting microscopes out, which is fine. You, you do see it better that way, but I think you can tell just by your naked eye, like clear to cloudy to amber. You can kind of pick it up. I agree with you, especially like uh, some cultivars. The trichome heads are larger than others, and you mm-hmm. can see it. Like it may not be like spot on perfect. But, like, it's close enough where you can be like, yo, this is kind of cloudy. And then you go to your jeweler's loop or whatever, and then you double check, and you're like, I knew it. You know, you probably can't do that with every cultivar. But, the, and then not only that, the more you run something, the more, like, you already know what it's supposed to look like, right? 
Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. But I think everybody, if you've ran one cycle, I think everybody's experienced that where the where the trichomes go from cloudy to or from clear to cloudy, because that's usually right when you notice it and it looks like it's all snow covered, right? Like all of a sudden, it's like there's that one one or two days where you just fuck come in there and it's like holy fuck, man, they're frostier and shit, you know? And it looks yeah. like because it's just they changed to that cloudy color or whatever. Yeah, the mimosa's like that, like crazy right now, man. That thing's just like cloudy central, nice and perped out, too. Eagle, you look like you got sunburnt or something where you got raccoon, yeah. He's where you had sunglasses. Raccoon eyes, that's what it is. Yeah. It's just the eyes. It's just the light. Up. I don't know where it's coming from. All right here, but yeah, it's coming from above. I don't know, but the way you're sitting, it looked like you were at a baseball game all day or some shit. <laughs> Fuck, I, it could be possible though, because man, every last few days I've been out fucking side. I've had fucking, I've been that asshole in shorts already. Fucking at the Walmart and shit. Fucking, what's up? Yeah, fucking thirty degrees, sunny out. You know. Yeah. All day yesterday, all day today. I don't think that's an so ass. I think it's just so like, you know. I mean, keep my eye on the weather, Smiley. Yeah, it's getting. It was warm. We had some. We had some warm spell, which is kind of, mm. which is kind of a funny, not a funny story, but a, a different story. But uh, trying to get to my location, it's kind of set back, and and there's probably like I don't know, thirty yards of grass that I got to drive through. Well, it's all clay. So, like, the other day it warmed up to, like, 40-some degrees when all the snow was just melting like a son of a bitch. <laughs> I went to go through there, dude. I mean, it was it was fucking – it was deep. I was spinning tires. And, yeah, and then, like, it froze the next day. So, like, the next day when I came back to Big it – It was when I was leaving that it was really bad. I mean, I was I was going fishtailing and everything in the mud trying to get through it, you know – traction control off all that shit and fucking i come back the next day after it froze dude there were trenches through this through this <laughs> yard just I, I bet it was the whole the width of the sidewall of the tire i bet how deep that was, to the was like holy shit yeah it's still getting pretty cold <laughs> you guys are getting cold 19 21 Are those ages in the chat? Oh uh, yeah, we got above freezing out here. Sorry. No, no, I was just saying we got above freezing here. I took my bike out today for uh you know dust off the cobwebs and so it's really you know, really turning into it. a bonsai uh for you. Yeah, everybody's getting spring fever now, man. The fucking sun's out, it's warming up to above above freezing and Awesome. 56 next week. 56 next week. I've never even oh. seen the ground this early since I moved up here. Seriously. I've never seen fucking dirt this this early yet. I'm stoked. Stoked. Were we supposed to have a real bad winter because of that solar minimum or some shit? Wasn't that supposed to fuck up the winter too, though? The way they fuck with the weather, so. man. 
What are you doing over there? <laughs> He's doing the lighting, the disco lighting. <laughs> we'll admit um, that when I got my uh, lighting, I could, I could sit there and fucking go blue to red, blue to red, blue to red. Everybody that came over, I was like, look what I can do with my lights. And it's right on my phone and shit. So it's like, that's like the neatest thing about buying them lights. You can fucking play with it from your phone. <laughs> Did you see them changing, Bingus? The colors? You know what I'm talking about? It's cool. Yeah. I'm just worried. I want to get that. I'm sitting here trying to figure a way to warm up the weather, but I'm not. Don't worry, Bengus. I am worried, dude, because I don't want to. The the one I want to send is turning bigger and bigger by the day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like trimming them up. You know, like come on, you know, don't don't get excited. You're, you're, I know you want to leave. I know you want to go. <laughs> I was gonna say if I, I have faith in you, Bengus, if a fucking groundhog can do it, I think you can. <laughs> good yeah like i said it'll be a nice bonsai okay the longer oh, yeah, candid what's that sorry i was just checking out canada trooper he's holding up a nug nice it looked pretty good well he's got oh. shit drying there apparently yeah do they go all the way red yeah who's, but dude that that is lights? tripping that out Sergeant or cannon is doing the lights canada trooper i'm tripping out yeah, they do the red. So those are the are those the new cushions? No, these are the uh, the Kush classics. It still has the six sixty and the seven thirty on the same channel. But they look cool, right? <laughs> but you can program that, right, Sergeant, so that it'll automatically kick on and it just automatically will switch. And yeah, you can actually uh, set up a recipe to do that. Um, to do it in, as far as like if you want to do like a sunrise, sunset. Um, I just remember Smiley, you saying like, "Hey, Sarge, you got to do like the disco lights one of these days." And I said, "All right, well, I finally don't got plants in there, and I can actually do it because I got somebody else holding the camera." Dude, I was like, "That's dope as fuck, man." I was like, "Kind of trooper sounds exactly like Sergeant Pepper, man." What am I tripping? <laughs> Because I had it's so funny. I had him on, you know, I had him pinned on my screen here. And then I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking totally stoned right now. But so that's yeah, the power I, of that, man. Like you can rig up other lights too. With fucking I gotta I gotta get on that. I'm gonna do the red. I'm jealous now. I gotta have a red room. It looks cool. I don't know if it works or it not. Was, it, it was so funny the uh, the other day was it uh this is in Miami Mango was out visiting uh, Nelson Poetry of Plants. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he just has a whole new alpha room. Like, he just, the whole room, he just converted all dragon alphas. It's pretty sick. He calls it the pirate ship. But Mango goes in there and he's like, oh, he's got these sink LEDs. And I was like, sink LEDs, huh? And he's yeah. like, yeah. Our, and our think grow LEDs also do this and also have spectrum tuning. And I'm like, bro, 
just because you're 730, you can turn it on. Doesn't mean it's spectrum tuning. It just means you can turn on 730 on another channel. <laughs> Technically is. What's that? Technically is because he's tuning. He's adding spectrum adding. Um, I mean, that's supplemental. I, I mean, I could definitely debate that all day because you can you could supplement something because think about it. Would you consider tuning just adding a puck to a light? I would consider that adding like an exhaust to a car. I wouldn't consider that something that that was actually like a performance part. I would consider that like an add-on, you know, where something came from the factory like that and was actually designed to tune. That's a different story. When you have a when you have something on a different channel and you actually can't blend it and create a whole different spectrum, that's not spectrum tuning. That's controlling a channel. You know what I mean? Because like, shit, anybody can do that. Even Chilled LED now's got their new add-ons where they can control their channels, but nobody can actually sit there and can blend their warm whites and their cool blues like we can. I just like that you can make any color you want, but make sure it's not the color of the sun because it might start looking like outdoor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Trooper, I like your setup, dude. That's not mine. It's uh, it's um, Sergeant Peppers. Yeah, they're they're partners down in. Uh... North Carolina. Very nice. I'm fucking wrong. <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> Crickets. I just thought everybody would laugh when I said that. Going, uh, Did you guys uh, with LED? Like, I don't know. Never mind. I should probably change the subject. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just fucking totally. Thing. Shout it out. Who's got seeds from the grow along? Oh I, yeah, I got the Agent Orange. <laughs> I got the plant, not any seeds anymore. Just one female and cuts of it too. I got two of the jelly bean, and I just sent the two, or I got three of the jelly bean that are girls for sure, and then I just sent two of them to Dirt Road, dude. So he'll, he didn't have any that that survived or whatever, or whatever survived were males or something. I forget. But oh, that's awesome. Good work. Yeah, I haven't picked either, so I don't know which Fino is the one. So he'll have the fun of like choosing two or whatever if it all works out. Knock on wood. Smile is going to be pissed. He's going to get the big one, the fucking crazy one. No, I'm joking. No, no, we'll both have them. Like I have, I have them numbered okay, there you go. four or whatever. So I sent him number one and two, which I knew were girls. Or and so he'll, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't picked, so I'll be able to. I just moved cool. flower yesterday, actually. So. Jilly Jillies, I'm excited, man hearing some good things about it i had jelly bean way back in the day but it wasn't anything impressive so oh yeah they were talking about it today on um nudie's uh hydro hustlers yeah she's she won an award with it man 
they have it. She won like a homegrower competition or some shit with it. Maybe you could ask her to teach you some uh, tricks at Smiley. I definitely could. Probably she could definitely teach me a lot of tricks, man. Nudie's the shit. She knows her shit too. Yeah, she's definitely yeah. into it big time. She loves them plans. Well, that's her career, so yeah. Well, there's few and far between that love their career, boss. Thank God. Right. I don't have one. But no doubt, man, I got a lot of respect for <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah, is it tangy? What are you uh nudie was describing like I thought or somebody was saying they had the pink lemonade kind of thing going on over there. What does it taste like, Eagle? Eagle should know. Yeah, come on, Eagle. Rock candy. Jelly bean. The one I want, the orange kind of rock candy, orange mango rock candy. That's the one I'm kind of looking for. I've had a jelly bean about three times. One of them was like a pure grapefruit, where it even had like the taste of like a grapefruit juice after you take a sip. Uh, and then uh, there's one that's more of like a just orange creamsicle candy. And then there's another one that's just like orange skunk. It's skunky, but has an orange overtone to it. So I'll take all of them, please. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the winning Pinot Eagle? What, what was the one that won the cups? And shit? Well, the, uh, mango, orange mango, Rocky. <clears throat> and uh, it's more like a Jolly Ranchers kind of a smell. Yeah, orange mango Jolly Ranchers. No, that's the that's grapefruit the one I was referring to. Won a concentrate cup. Uh, it was either 2014 uh, Denver High Times or some other uh, Colorado cup. But it, it won second place best concentrates at a dispensary called the Health Center. They kept that cut around for a while. Man, I am fucking sore as fuck from crawling around in the attic today. I fucking sprayed an extra fucking eight inches over the whole house and the fucking garage and shit today. Woo! That's Not fun. job, too, man. You're up in that crawl. Oh, man. It was not fun. It was not fucking fun at all. I'm glad that shit's done. Done and over with. <laughs> How's that going to help you for summer? Is that what you're doing now? Is it? No, it was actually, I had, it's been sitting a fucking around, to be honest with you, taking up way too much room around here. I bought it <clears throat> months ago, and because of the fucking COVID, I couldn't get the machine. The fucking Home uh, Depot where I bought it from, it was like a week later, man. I was took it home. I'm like, ah, you, I'm going to do it. I had a few things to do. I wanted to pick up the insulation when I had the extra cash. And fucking, uh, I was like, I'll do it next week. And then I went to fucking do it. And they're like, yeah, close, COVID. No rentals. I'm like, motherfucker. 
How's that work? You guys should have told me that shit before I fucking bought all this fucking insulation, but whatever. But yeah, finally got around to it. It's taking up way too much fucking space. It feels good to check that off the list, I bet. Like, boom, done. That always feels good, too. Oh, it felt amazing to get it off the list. Even though I couldn't walk when I got out of that fucking attic, I still felt super good. I was like, man. Fuck yeah, I had 45 of those fucking bundles. You know the bundles that you see at Home Depot? The fucking blown insulation fucking squares? 45 of those fuckers just sitting around a nice stack. Just, yeah, someday. <laughs> I'll take up a two-star garage, wouldn't it? Most of it. Took up a nice hunk, yeah. I was doing the Step Brothers thing out there today, man. Look at what I can do all this space out here. I can fucking work out. I can fucking build something. <laughs> totally good day. Better Copper, come on up, man. Come on up and share your thoughts and ideas with us. Yeah, I'm totally stoned. That's why I'm so st- st- not saying so much. Fucking, I didn't make cookies, but I, ch- I uh, chipped off a piece of the uh, oil and just ate it straight up. I was going to mention something about the uh, mix spectrum. Um, it's not with LEDs, even though I did have two LED strips in it. But I took a T5 setup, Sunblaze T5 setup, the eight bulb one, a two foot by two foot. <clears throat> and I used the Power Veg from, I forget who makes Power Veg. Portalux. Yeah, I use, they have two different red spectrums, two different blue spectrums, and a UV. So six bulbs in total. And I used all of them. I had two UVs, one of the, uh, I think it's like a 670 red and like a, 630 red both of those and uh, i think it's like a 490 blue and like a 420 blue both of those and then i had uh 55k white led strips in there and when you look at that light bottom up you see all the different colors looks like an american flag right but if you look at it top down it's just a homogenous white almost like violet or purple tinted uh, light. It's on it It's in veg, yeah. And I'm only using it for veg and flower. I like CMH. Oh, but yeah, the UV. You should save that for the flowers, dude. Well, no, I, the whole way through. The whole way through because uh, oh yeah, the whole way through works too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the sure. seedlings were getting the UV plus the bulb that I used for 315 was the 3K. Plus UV. Oh yeah, that has a bunch of UV in it anyway. Yeah, and I even I even did a study where I don't know if things changed because you know you do one test and batches of lights or different formulations of lights change over the time and probably every single manufacturing batch. But I watched someone do. Yeah, exactly, and every bulb itself. I watched someone do a side by side. I think with eight different CMH bulbs, and I think the brand Ushiu or something mm-hmm. like that issue they had the highest uv ed rosenthal was preaching that brand the bulb back in the day okay yep that's the one that had the highest uv spike so i i did that plus like i said that t5 setup that 
Right, both reds, both blues, a UV and a white LED, 55K. Man, I think CMH throws a really nice, really nice, the plants grow so nice on it. It's, it's a beautiful spectrum. Yeah. I don't know. I think the, where it lacks is trying to throw the power to actually build a big enough yield, but it's like they grow beautiful on it. Put more of it in the space. Bam. Well, I I, I noticed that <clears throat> growing from a, a thousand watt HPS, that even if you don't manage your canopy to an extreme amount, you're gonna get really big nugs or heavy buds or you know, buds that you have to stake up or support somewhere or another, versus the 315 where you had to utilize every bit of canopy space to get the same yield out of it, but it was just as good or better resin or, you know. Yeah, are you comparing a 315 to a thousand watt or? Yes. Yeah, if you put three 315s in there, it still wouldn't be a thousand watts and right. I, it would be a lot better. That's my point, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, this was, this was a four by four with a thousand watt and a three by three with a 315. Right. Uh, okay. Kind of like four by four. Right. Usually, okay. I would have four or five gallon pots in there, and I would top the plants twice to make them have four colas each, and then just bamboo stake them. Right. And I did other plants where I did one single plant underneath the HPS with maybe you a tomato cage plus stakes in there, and the exact right. you know the weight was the exact same. You could have put two, two three hundred. A three by three? What do they have fit in there? Two of them? No, not in this three by three. And plus, that would I already had heat problems as it was where this tent was at. So okay, but yeah, you can't really because yeah, you got to stack them pretty deep to get. I would I would put two three fifteens, even though you could just put a six thirty in there. I would put the two three fifteens in a five by five if they were the horizontal fixtures. Because also the one that I was using was the 315, the Sun Systems. That's a vertical fixture. Okay, so you couldn't have it too high. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like if I measure the, I got that new sensor, so I keep fucking around with it. And then 315s are really like, yeah, I mean it's like 450 ppfd, like depending on how close you want to get to them. So like, uh, so you know that's a so limiting like, factor. Okay. <laughs> I think I've never is, had one. You know, but it is, I would love it. It's not like a three fifteen is also more for like a three by three veg space, a two by two. So they, why don't they make a if you want to get a higher PPFD anyway? Because they do. They make six thirties. They make ah. it, yeah, but all a six thirty really is is two three fifteen bulbs on a different reflector. That's like grabbing two six hundred watt HPS bulbs and putting they it did, in a different that's reflector. That's why they did make actual two two bulb fixtures or hoods or whatever for CMH. Yeah. I thought about grabbing those and mixing spectrums, putting a 4K. It still, doesn't, it still won't penetrate. It'll only be like 500 feet. Is that what you're going to say, right, Smiley? Well, they have a 1,000-watt fixture now that's CMH, so it has two 500-watt bulbs was the one I saw. So they went from a 315-watt to a 500-watt, and then they stacked it in, in two, similar to the 630 right. was looked like i i haven't seen one firsthand i was just looking at it in the catalog or whatever but 
they look interesting to me because now it's up to a thousand watt. I mean, is it going to be able to throw enough power to really? Yeah, yeah just pony up the cash and get the ones that Sergeant Pepper's uh, pitching. Remember <laughs> a while back when I brought up those dual arc ones, the C or the uh, metal halide yeah. SHPS. Those so, I want to get that bulb, man. I really do. What I've been waiting for, and I got this idea from totally unrelated to cannabis, but a chemistry uh, channel on YouTube that I follow was experimenting, make, making different plasma uh, concoctions or arcs, literally like making different salts and then putting them in like a microwave and turning it on. And then it would, above the salts, there would be like a, or it, it would, it would be a, you know, a little light in a, yeah. in a and depending on the mixture of salts that he made, anything from like mercury salts or like zinc salts, or it would change the spectrum completely where it would be like a cyan blue color light or it'd be a violet purple or a red, you know, light. Wow, that's really cool. Crystals. Oh, yeah. So uh, I thought that uh, it would be really cool now, and I haven't seen anyone ever do it, but make some kind of proprietary uh it would look blurple, you know, like a, 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 a basically a dual a, a dual arc plasma bulb, like how the dual arc HPS MH bulbs are, but have one, you know, more focused on the far red, you know, like uh, red red to our eyes, and then have the other arc be like uh, a mixed blue, like a red. pretty medium blue. Fucking get on it! You could do anything you put your mind to, kid. Have the utmost I, just laid, I just laid it out there, so someone's either going to take the idea, or it'll. I'll eventually get to it with whatever abilities I have at my disposal. But I just saw that video of this guy making these different plasma arcs, or you know, fooling around with different spectrums of plasma, and he 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 wasn't considering at all. He was just looking at it from a chemistry standpoint, and then I didn't even message him or put in the comments or anything like he ever gave any idea you know, thought to re-engineering plasma bulbs to make better horticultural spectrums. Because everyone, you know, thinks of always going for whatever that is, the 630 yellow light, you know, that H classic HPS 3K light. Well, someone already did try to actually make a, a plasma fixture actually for horticulture, and that was Gavita. Gavita did that before 315 and CMH, LEC, whatever you want to call it, technology came out. And 315 CMH, was actually the rebuttal to it. The company that did that was actually Philips. Philips was the OG actually in the game when it comes to the CMHs, OECs, whatever you want to call a fixture. Um, but it was a fraction of the price. Plasma wasn't putting out nearly the PPFD that was suitable for the veg, but it was positioned like it was the next best thing to slice bread. And the thing about it is when you're dropping 800 bucks, a thousand dollars with an HPS grower and the light's not producing, they're not going to be real happy. That's why Kavita was very quick to dump that, especially when Phillips pretty much shit on that light. No disrespect. Um, Phillips came out with a great bulb. Um, and I still think they make an awesome bulb. What about that deep red that uh, Medi Cropper was talking about the other day, Sarge? Did you catch that episode or no? Yeah, I don't know if you guys caught my uh, my sarcastic joke earlier about uh, about uh, LED grow lights that are so good at producing the sunlight that uh, it's like producing outdoor bud. I just I thought I thought that was uh, I thought that was an interesting perspective 
Um, I think what uh, what he saw was someone that probably was new to LED that didn't know how to run the proper EC levels because the, the most common mistake that HPS growers that come from HPS to LED do is they run a low EC. Uh, they'll run ECs that are like 1.5, 1.7, 2.0 is like, oh no, that's too much. You know, where I'm running 2.5, 2.7 in veg alone, uh, this last round in flower, I pushed it up to uh, about 3.0 almost, I pushed it to. It was like 2.9, 3.0, toggling back and forth. And I, I thought about thought about it twice, but I also cut out about four bottles out of my recipe. So what I did was I just bumped up my base and I, I don't regret it. I was actually really happy to chuck out a few bottles. Um, I think it's always nice when you find out you cut something out and then, you know, you keep going and you don't see a difference. You're like, sweet, we don't need that shit anymore. <laughs> nice looking bud, Vangus. It's fucking beautiful. Well, you know, when it comes to the spectrum thing, I know what you're going to get from outdoor and what I haven't seen achievable yet from any kind of light emitting object is uh 100 or 99 at least percent or CRI and uh the the reason why I don't think you're ever going to see it in people that uh consider uh the horticulture side of things is we're all uh we all you know think that the green light is like a night light or plants uh, a spectrum that plants don't recognize and the actual, the highest spike on sunlight is green light, right? So 100% CR, uh, CRI light in the tropics at noon, the, your peak there is in the green spectrum. And no one makes lights that have peaks in the green spectrum. You know, it's either uh, orange, yellow spike, highest spike, or the, the next highest spike somewhere in the blues. And you see a valley when you look at a spectrum chart, right in green. So. I don't know. <clears throat> I like the idea that the, uh, the light source is a communication source to the plant that uh, Kevin Jodry kind of talks about that where like different elevations, even in outdoor are receiving different light communications from mm -hmm. the sun based on where they're at and whatever. And like indoor we're communicating a certain thing to the plants through the light source that we so that's why the plants will respond different right like you'll see different growth patterns under different lights too and it's, uh, i read somewhere i read it's a different input basically right like i read somewhere where samsung within the next five years is going to have a diode that should come pretty close to the actual light of the sun and i mean <laughs> i'm just like wow okay but then again, the actual light of the sun, I think, as Red was just indicating, I mean, depends on where you are on the earth. Mm -hmm. You know, it and changes throughout the that's day. That's absolutely right. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It also depends on what time of the day. Yeah. Sorry. Year too. Now, I think I think historically cannabis grows best in the uh, equator. Elevation. Well. Well, there's two ends of it, right? There's where's the best place to grow it in the tropics and where's the best place to grow it in temperate zones, right? 
And in temperate zones, it does better in elevation because you're making up for uh, latitude and elevation. You're getting closer to the sun, more UV light, just the same as way those tropical plants, they're getting bathed in UV light year round. So the higher elevation you have in temperate zones, the more closer to that part of the spectrum you're getting because the denser part of the atmosphere is what's scattering UV light. So the higher in altitude you get, the less scattering of UV light. It's more like a laser beam other than like a you know flashlight effect. The best uh, grow I've ever had was in a greenhouse with 100 degree temperatures and 60% humidity. I mean, it was just a massive jungle atmosphere. You couldn't walk in there without just sweating your ass off. And those plants were just Jurassic, unbelievable. So, I mean, to me, jungle, equator, yeah. Well, and if we wanted to set it up and have like uh, one whole thought equation taken out of the whole process for us if we all did live on the tropics no pretty much we would only have to dedicate uh, a genetic library and clones and mothers and then just veg a plant for a couple of weeks and throw it right outside and year round it'll flower yeah yep. i would bet money hawaii would produce the best marijuana in the world oh, i would love to live a lot, in a lot of islands and Ooh. pacific Ooh. pacific islands indian ocean islands there's plenty of places uh who Canary- Canary Islands. Who wants to make a bet on my um, attempt to make the best weed on Hawaii? Okay, I, I, I'll take a bet because I have a bet on the Canary Islands. That's and fund me, though. You got to fund me to grow. Um, I'll, I'll give you uh, 10 million imaginary good. crypto. There you go. One billion dollars. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> Bend right over. <laughs> yeah. so is there mountains in the Canary Islands? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know the exact elevation in GI. Uh, no, Hawaii um, got some pretty high. Yeah. Really high uh, you know, but then then if we wanted it, you know, the, you could probably grow really good weed in Cuba too. If you can grow really good. Grow really good what, anywhere. What island in, the big island in Hawaii, or what yes. island are you talking about? So. I, mean, you I don't know. There. One of them. I'll figure it out if There's I had to. Gonna, is it Maui or what? what we we to figure it out. <laughs> Hawaii, isn't that another one? That's another one, right? Hawaii, Honolulu, uh, Kona. No, a big uh, island. Big Island is the least oh. popular, so that's probably where you want to go. My ex, my ex remodeling partner, we, uh, I helped him build a house on the Big Island. We also did some remodeling work in Oahu. I mean, did you smoke weed while you were there, Bingus? Oh, constantly. I had I had big Samoan guys take me into the bathroom, which was a very scary moment. They tried took to you in the bathroom. Me. Well, they tried to sell me seaweed, and of oh. course, I know what pot looks like. Okay. They still wanted me to pay for it, and so I had to kind of back out of that situation. <laughs> uh, but other than that. That was on, uh, fuck, I'm trying to think of, anyway, it was the tough side of, of Oahu where they, the big waves roll in and they do all the surfing. Uh, but, you know, I think Kauai is my favorite island. Well, I like, I like Kauai myself. Okay, so to the argument you guys are presenting, though, I mean, 
<laughs> that environment may grow a really large plant, right? And it may be a really beautiful plant, but is in the end result, is a beautiful plant the the really goal at the end? Do you do you want it to be a really pretty flower or because there's the argument that like the the whole idea of like that's great I smoked in my life came from stuff. Hawaii. That's what I'm basing it on. But like, but the idea of like hash being really in the coming from you know de, like Afghanistan, mm. Lebanon, Morocco, these different places where it's not it's not a humid, lush environment, right? Like it and it's and it's producing a different resinous type plant. So I'm just saying. Uh-huh. You know, what end goal are you really after? Are you after producing a beautiful flower, plant material, or you want... You know, I, I agree. I totally agree. But let me throw this at you, because this is something that I've experienced over the last 40-some-odd years of messing around and making mistakes. Um, in the beginning, I would grow. I didn't know what I was doing, and I gave it way too much calcium, okay? And I got really dark leaves and small buds but man the buds were just extremely strong okay and i've taken that same strain and i grew it right buds were bigger nicer not as strong and then i started thinking well alkaloids are what make up the aspects of the marijuana medicine and alkaline water Maybe that raises the alkaloid level in the plant to make it stronger. But in doing so, it shrinks it down because it's not an optimal nutrient intake. You see what I'm saying? Have you guys ever experienced anything like that? Ingus, can I ask you this one question, though? Calcium doesn't necessarily mean alkalinity, though. I'm just telling you my experience. I don't know what it means. I'm, I'm thinking alkaline okay because what kind of calcium it was it was oxygen that place it sounds like ph up uh our calcium uh sounds like a lot of nitrogen if it was really dark green and that could be it could do the same thing i was getting my ph up like an eight okay when it should be at six five and i noticed the buds got smaller and the wheat got way fucking stronger why is my question okay (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of ideas i mean just like uh um you know the idea of drought stressing and and um so there's the argument that like flushing at the end is a drought stress on the plant because <laughs> do you plant- think that uh do you think that the alkaline water contributed to more alkalines in the cannabinoids and and made it stronger that was my deductive reasoning you know what i mean but i don't know the scientific i don't i'm not red pill yeah, it's hard to say man i don't know it is you know, hard to say because sometimes they say that uh if you irrigate uh your crop too heavily and don't let it dry back properly like kind of like what you were getting at smiley about letting it dry back a little bit more it if you heavily irrigate it, you actually can have THC numbers go down. So it won't be as potent. Or if you actually let it dry back a little bit more. Sorry, just having a little bit of feedback. Sorry about that, guys. But um, if you let it dry back more, it uh, the numbers will actually go up more because you don't want to overfeed the plant. 
Actually, what I was getting at, Sergeant, is not necessarily a dry back, but when you when you oversaturate or flood it, flood it, the root zone, the plant, it's just a response in the plant where it, it's not necessarily taking up the water. So it, it's like a drought stress if you're over watering, kind of. The plants look the same way after a while. If you over flood a plant, it looks like it's uh, dried out. Yeah. Because they well, same response well, in the physiology of the plants it's the same response as well. um uh with the uh alkalinity there is one test i wanted to run and uh if uh if everyone's familiar with the plush berry and ace of spades at least like the first batches that came out uh were made with a black cherry soda that had an expression of making pink buds mainly from the inside out, but sometimes on the outside, like vibrant, hot pink flowers. Um, and then those, uh, everyone just calls them snowball flowers. Forget the Latin name for them. Uh, but they have a thing where depending on the acidity or alkalinity of the soil, they'll either be red or blue. I forget which end of the spectrum, if it's acidity makes red or alkalinity makes blue. But I always thought of doing experiments with that. If I could have that same black cherry soda cut, uh, doing that and growing, because I was thinking, you know, everyone wants to adjust their uh, pH to make sure it's at least a little bit acidic. You don't want purposely bring it past seven uh, in, no, in any order, uh, normal circumstance, especially like in hydro setups, you'd be in the fives not even in the sixes and cocoa, you'd be in the low sixes and soil, you'd be in the medium sixes. So I was wondering if that black cherry soda is kind of like a, a snowball plant to where if you could get away with not locking the plant out or fucking it up uh, with a little bit of alkalinity, would those instead of pink flowers go blue, like a baby blue? Now I've so. heard, I've heard that high CO2 is what, what makes the anti-cyanins turn blue. But again, I, I've never tested that either. Yep, I haven't tested that. And I, I truth, truthfully, I've only ever had like Kentucky bluegrass, green blue weed. I've never had blue blue weed. I've, I've had pictures, you know, I've never. Yeah. But I don't want to I've had gold weed, I've had red weed, I've had almost black purple weed, I've had vibrant purple weed. Yeah. I have lavender, I had la uh, lavender colored purple weed. That's too, but I've I've never had pink weed, at least my fingers in my lifetime have never gotten a breakup vibrant pink weed. And uh same thing is with blue, like obvious blue weed that you weren't questioning if someone put fucking blue food dye or Kool-Aid in the fucking flesh <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There is a guy that has a great soda, has a blue plant, and it, it. See, all these things we're talking about can be influenced genetically as well. You know, but you kind of have to narrow things down, and you know, it's <laughs> requires time and room and all that kind of stuff we've talked about. But it's interesting. Certain mistakes, like like I said, I. And then, but I, I went, this, this weed ain't going to be very good. And I smoked it and went, fuck. <laughs> like, 
whoa, I wish, you know, how can I recreate that, but make them the regular? And then I don't know, you know, so <laughs> I, I don't prefer it to small, really strong buds. I do like to let them dry um, in the pot for like a few days to get that foliage to shrink back from the trichomes and then hang it in a cooler environment that's another thing i feel like it's it goes without saying but everyone's every grower's uh less than a dwc setup and might be the exception but everyone's intuition if you're growing in pots soilless medium or soil almost everyone i know lets their plants dry out a little bit more before they harvest and no one's like feeding uh two hours right before they cut the plants down you know what i mean easier to flush or, yeah too. sorry Go ahead. Oh no, that that was it. I was saying that you know you don't you don't I'm mistook you know misspoke saying feed, but even watering you know you don't finish the last watering two hours before you cut the plants down. No, <laughs> I don't, I've been doing it that way for years. Mm -hmm. But oh, what what I was going to mention is I, I, a rare, a very cool recurring dream I have once in a while, and it kind of changes location, but the majority of the time it's a plant it's like uh in my mind what i tell myself or at least the dream memory or pre-programmed memory to the dream leads me to believe that this is like an auto flower but i don't think that's the case because i think my my mind is just making up this location based upon one time where i grew auto flowers in the same spot but i have this all purpley magenta solid pink purple weed that uh i'm it's the same recurring dream i wake up and i'm ready to go i'm all excited and i'm ready to go harvest this like vibrant fuchsia colored plant and uh, lately i've been thinking of you know what what's there to choose from in the gene pool that can actually make that a realistic thing and uh it displays itself in a lot of different genetics in the yeah i know what you're talking one's about. place where i've seen it most frequent was the cbd grower out in northern california uh, rango and a lot of his plants had uh purple pistols and i remember seeing it uh recently on someone that was on the future cannabis project was showing strains that he made and he had like an f2 from this guy that had vibrant pink pistols and I also seen it years before that at, uh, it was a dispensary in Colorado called River Rock. And it was when Rare Dankness was partnered up with them. And they were doing a, a cross, I think it was a cataract Kush pollen on like a sour tsunami. It was, it was a tsunami strain. But that one also had, from the same breeder, those well, pure vibrant you, pink pistols. My, uh, Micah Diver makes pink, pink pistols outside, man. I right. got pictures so, of it. Yeah, this was the thing. This was greenhouse. It was outdoor. Well, not. It was right. sun-grown. Inside, in it was, like maybe if you had a different spectrum, it might uh, exhibit it. But usually inside, it never, ever does. Right. And that's exactly what the guy that he, he said he had the. I'm, I'm sorry, Vegas. I'll just get this out real fast. Uh, the, this guy said he had this one that turned uh, purple or uh, pink the pistols. And it was an F2. He said the same exact thing. It wouldn't turn pink pistols indoors. It would only do it um, outdoors. 
So I was thinking if I could get a strain like that, because like I said in the beginning, it, it displays itself in uh, lots of genes, probably not even associated with one another. But if I could find a pink pistol variety, and if I could get that cut of black cherry soda or anything else that turned vibrant pink like that, breeding those two plants together and hopefully finding a, a, a pink pistol, pink calyx variety. There, I think oh, the pink panther, man. That's what it sounds like, pink panther. There's a hemp farm I consulted with in Southern Oregon and it has a flower. It's not pink, it's more of a sartreuse. It's more of a... You do? You do. And uh, I'm going to follow up on that. But I do remember seeing it more in the hemp varieties. I don't know. Again, is that uh, now it's making me think why, right? Mm. So I'm going to follow up on that, though, because purple is a big <laughs> selling point, I guess you could say. You know? It is now. It, it fluctuates. I've, I've definitely associated with people that don't want anything to do with purple and then me myself like i'm a concentrate guy I, I just like medicating on dabs but my my favorite thing in the world is having purple weed to roll up in joints I, or blunts i, don't really, I mean i like purple you like red pill or you just like the nostalgia of it or whatever um just just the vibe i get just the 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 aesthetic vibe i get nostalgia a little bit and then just kind of like because i said i'm a concentrate guy i think it's like uh whatever it's, it, it it's a way to waste anthocyanin or pigmented uh bud if 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 a bud has some kind of incredible aesthetic value just leave it flower you know and then there's other plants that you can extract for flavor and concentrates and, and thc or cbd that don't have that much bag appeal but plants that really do have bag appeal and especially pigmented ones i feel like it's just for me, if I if I got lucky, did seed runs or a pheno hunt, found a plant that I really liked and was purple, I'd be dedicated to smoking this flower because that's the way I want to appreciate it. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's not. Uh, I've said this. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say I've said this before about uh, you guys were talking about acidic water, but uh, when you in the hickabis plants there. If you water with a high or low pH, you can change the color of the flowers. So I've always said, why can't you do that in, a, you know, in flush? Why couldn't you spike it with a high pH and change the color of the flower versus... Yeah, and my, my test subject plant for that would be that pink turning black cherry soda. Because if you can take that plant and where it, in most people's uh, situations across the board, pretty much wherever you grow it, it will turn pink to some factor, either inside the butter out. Uh, if you could change that, you know, like spectrum doing that, that would be my test subject for that. You know, I wouldn't do that with like a ninja fruit because ninja fruit puts on purple pistols like in week three and four. You know, it's I a, do if adjusting the pH would cause more of like a, a nutrient type lockout but that's why at flush water you would do that with right because then you're going to harvest in one to two weeks anyways nutrient lockout might not even be a factor depending on if the plants are already fading and they ate all the food dude i i, I don't remember reading an article about this shit concerning cannabis too but i could never find it and 
So then, so I'm just curious. So then, when when would you kick off that pH and not worry about it anymore, and just drift off of you said the plants are already fading because you just I I just want to make sure I'm following. Yeah, that's a really good question. That was that was two weeks, but then then right. Okay, so you're right, right. I'll, I'll clarify that. So, like, um, it's going to change between if you're growing a, a, what was it called? Flower bomb, I think, from greenhouse seeds or like a GMO, a plant that, or I'll say pipple. It's a lot harder strain to find nowadays, but there was a 46 day strain called pitbull. Um, I think it's sugar plum and P95 or something like that. And uh, it, it, it's, you take it down at day 46. So all I mean is the normal time that you know by growing the strain multiple times, it's gonna be harder to do if it's your first time growing it. You don't really know that much. And it, the more you're familiar with it, the more you'll know when to stop feeding it. So how I would treat that is I would still uh, approach it as a normal plant I'm growing, I'm not gonna do the scientific uh, process on. And I would start maybe, you know, cutting off the NPK, adding a little bit of enzymes, and then flushing normal solutions of water, slightly pH, you know, down. Like I said, this, this is in a soil, uh, amended soil mixture, by the way, how I would be doing it most, you know, nine out of 10 times. And then after I, I'm satisfied that the plant is at least in, the, in that phase of being flushed, and like I said, already starting to fade, that's when I would induce uh, alkaline water to it because then even if things kind of go out of control I, I wouldn't feel bad about harvesting that weed and it not being not flushed you know what I mean I'm, at least go halfway yeah. through your normal flushing process well, it, it, it kind of makes sense what you're saying because it doesn't take long to get a purple conversion I mean either temperature or uh, pH seems to really make it happen. So I mean, it's something to try. I would think. So I would think adjusting the pH, though. Like, so in a normal sense, and I, granted, I'm not a, I'm not a hydro salt whatever grower. I just this is my understanding of it, though, is like it, as your pH changes and it causes lockouts in the in the root zone, those are actual salts that are forming in the root zone because of that pH. Yeah, so that's that I mean, get... come in and out of solution depending on the pH. Salt, so flush the medium a little bit so you're weighing on the safe side of that, you know what I mean? You don't have to go crazy nuts on it and get like a zero ppm flush already, but you're yeah, weighing on the safe side of at least flushing the plant a little bit before you try this crazy experiment. And let's just say that you're growing 12 plants of one variety. Try it of one out of the 12, you know? Yeah, no doubt. I'm just throwing a different line of thinking towards it too. You know what I mean? Like we're... That's why we're here. Because your purple effect may, with the pH might actually be that it's locking out phosphorus and that's a normal response to a deficiency in that. Or if you drop it too much, it might lock out what I, I you know, just throwing a random out, it might lock out iron or boron or something and cause a different coloration. I, I think that's the case when you find plants, like when I said uh, black cherry soda, where it's getting its 
pigmentation later on in the flower process versus like a ninja fruit where there's something genetic about that plant to where a week after it makes its first pistols, they're colorating and they're turning gray and gold and then they turn in a, a you know, dark purple flower, right? There's, I've seen that too, where plants, the color, the very, the pistols themselves aren't either a white or a translucent color. They're either pink or purple or gold or I had a, uh, I had an opportunity. There's a company in, in Oregon, I forget the name of it, but they produced a strain called Sirius Black. It was just a beautiful purple plant. And uh, I grew it out and it tasted like, I didn't like the taste and it didn't get me that stoned. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, right? And then I started researching that sometimes the purple weed, the anti-cyanins will reduce the THC level in the, in the plant. I'm like, huh. I, what I've had that uh, described to me is, I don't know if this is a good analogy. This is the person I, I heard it from say is it's like when uh, plants that have like a better plants, <laughs> buildings that have like a backup power source or like in a submarine. They got those like red lights that come on and, you know, whatever, those emergency floodlights or whatever the hell their purpose is, right? That's what the person compared this to is like if something, if the light amounts go down or the temperature amounts go down, it'll induce this response where the plant turns purple because in a, it can absorb more light at that wavelength being purple. Versus, like I mentioned a little bit ago, with the sunlight uh, mainly being green, I, 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 this goes beyond any science that I could explain. But I, I think someone, you know, more whatever experienced in that would be able to say that's why actually chlorophyll is green, or at least here on Earth, chlorophyll is green because the sunlight that it's receiving is green. So that's the first uh, light that it refracts. And I, I can't, with the links that we're talking about, I can't remember. Uh, I could probably try to find it too. I want to say like some like, how do plants see light or something like that? But it, it shows the plants reflecting green light and then to varying degrees, either absorbing or reflecting either blue or red light. And then it showed that, and it's kind of going full circle with the blurple lights is that the most the light that would penetrate through a leaf the most is a color that doesn't exist technically and it's magenta magenta color light would penetrate or go straight through chlorophyll and go right into the cells of the leaf tissue and give you know like theoretically 100% photosynthesis to huh. those Ooh. things so plants Ooh. that turn purple are just trying to do that because that's literally the best light to absorb for photosynthesis. I see. That's interesting. I'd like to read that. Mm -hmm. No, that, because that's environmental. I mean, that's, the plants are adapting to the most efficient way to feed. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I like that. Huh. Red well, lights also that, that was provide that was nutrients awesome. as well. So that makes sense because I mean, think of it this way, like what UV does, the changing plants, um, you know, any spectrum of the change is going to affect the plant a little bit differently. 
because you got to think about look at what happens when you go to a tanning bed at a tanning salon. It changes your skin and your body adapts to it, right? The plant's going to be no different. So that's holding the expense. And the place where I saw that was also non-cannabis related. <laughs> so time and time again, I, I find really, th really good things to think about or certain things that people might have already figured out that weren't even in the world of cannabis, right? So. Well, it's so, cannabis is so underexplored. <laughs> you know That's I mean? why they're finding out new shit, like the bacteria going into the roots because mm -hmm. cannabis is now being researched. Yeah. It's worth so much money. People are, uh, See, there's money in cannabis. And it's medical, but. Now's the time, my friends, learn how to grow. I think it's going to be legal eventually worldwide, hopefully within my lifetime. And, uh, yeah. My, I've been doing microdosing of mushrooms, and I got to tell you guys, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Big, Hell yeah, my biggest. Hell yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, man, talk about clarity, clarity of thinking and I've spent the last few days just in uh, kind of solitude meditating and just bring it. You know what I, I, I noticed that it does is it takes whatever subconscious issues you have and it makes it conscious. <laughs> so and it finds a way to resolve it in the conscious and it doesn't just keep it subconscious where it just nags at you and creates little weird fucking psychological bullshit that you do throughout your life and you can't figure out why you know and dude i, I think it really allows you to observe what you're observing and know from it uh, yeah third, like a third person exactly no seriously like you can look down at perspective you observe what you're observing and know from it ego what were you doing before you observed from what you're observing? Were you just observing it? Yeah, basically you're taking note of what you're taking note of. You're like watching yourself and you're like, why yeah. am I taking note of that? It's you like switching. I mean? what, am I, what am I taking away from this experience? Basically. It's, it's, when it's taking a, a third person view of your actual thought process. Yes. It's not even inside your head. Now, you are a subjective, subjective observer to your own thought process outside of yourself. Thank you. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> and so you don't have any bias. See what I mean? If you're a third party and you're not related, you don't have any bias. You don't have any skin in the game. All right? So you can objectively come to the conclusions that are... Obvious, real crazy. Else, but you, <laughs> you get all that from a microdose, though, dude. I've been every three days. I've been taking not much, not much at all, like <laughs> hundred milligrams, and uh, yeah, gives me tremendous energy. I work like a fiend in the garden. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you would. I like that though. You would expect you'd have to like fry yourself to come to that fucking realization, right? No, that's you could do them I've done like yeah, like the point three grams. Nature's best nuggets in chat. Like I've done that amount, and you feel like 
I've done, you know, I started out doing more. I've gone over three grams before, but it's like at point three, I still, you could feel it. You could, you know what I mean? Like I, I could feel just the start of like, you know what I mean? It was right there. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you never did it before. Below that, you know what I mean? For sure. But If you never did three grams so before, you wouldn't have known that feeling. So like people who've never really tripped out macrodose, I don't think they feel that. They don't even know. I, like, I don't know. I bet yeah. you it's different, though, right? Yeah. I don't know what microdosing feels, because I'll tell you now, I've never done less than half an So I have no idea. Like, that's uh, that's so, interesting, because that, that's, like, kind of driving, like, a slow cruise control versus just hopping on the freeway, right? That's, like, kind of keeping it around the, uh, the neighborhood and keeping it under 25 versus getting out on the highway. Yeah. Do you think some of that depends right? on how big you are, though? Like, if you know, I've I know exactly what you're saying, or whatever, 180 pounds, and somebody that's 100 pounds can't. I mean, are they going to eat less? And are well, they only, I think it has a lot to do with the li- your liver, it has to do with their fucking brain. It has a lot to do with it's an individual it's brain, yeah, individual. It, it's uh, another it thing, too, is the way it, person. But not everybody wants that In the same way, I think that, it has to do with brain power more than your size of your body. Yes. It, it also is, you know, just like in cannabis, is sake when they have different secondary metabolites that are doing a whole lot of the function. Uh, from what I know, is a lot of people kind of like to rush psilocybin. They want to get strains that, you know, make fruiting bodies as quick as possible, and that's kind of like in our realm of things. That's like the one-to-one CBD THC varieties, whereas there's ones that if you're a little bit more patient for that might take double or two and a half times as long to get the same amount of weight from fruiting bodies. Those are the ones that are like crazy high amounts of psilocin and psilocybin. And in, in, in this case, the ones that I have experience with are the Mazatec. God mushrooms. talks back when you pray. So then the different mushrooms you eat. So you could eat two grams of one mushroom and I've had a whole eighth of of a, a variety that I didn't know what it was and had the chillest, most like relaxing, most giggly, happy mushroom experience. And then these Mazatec ones, I had 1.5 grams and I had closed eye visuals, open eye visuals, auditory hallucinations, paralysis. I've I've convinced myself that I thought I was poisoned and died. I thought I was on a spaceship and it took me till getting to that rollover to that period of opening my eyes and kind of snapping out of it to realizing that I was just fucking with myself. And it, it got, it got to the point where I, I literally thought that I died and I thought it would be irresponsible to have my friend that I was tripping with explain to my mom that I died doing mushrooms. That is pretty weird. So you're so, in heaven right so, now, Red Pill. So yeah, I, I, I gotta throw this right out now. there. I, mm-hmm. I, I guess for me, like anytime I've done any hallucinogenic drug whatsoever, whether it's MDMA, ecstasy, uh, mushrooms, acid, you know, I always go into anytime you're experimenting, even if you hit a certain peak point where you kind of kind of drive off the deep end, you gotta always have in your back pocket that hey, this isn't real this isn't real um i always have that as my emergency parachute i know everybody functions differently but i've sat there and had five grams of mushrooms in my head 
and had watched my friend's face melt right in front of me to the point where I saw a skeleton in the skull and just teeth talking to me. And he has really nasty teeth, so it didn't look very good. But I was strong <laughs> enough to look at it. And because, uh, well, he used to do all kinds of math and shit. So his teeth were all gray and fucked up. And he was a good friend, man. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just telling you, when you were tripping balls and you see this dude with gray teeth talking to you, just <laughs> I just looked at him and he looked at me and he was like, yo, you all right, man? And I said, oh, I, man. Not cool. I know that I know that you're like, you're just talking to me right now, but you would trip out if you saw what I saw. He's like, what do you see, bro? And I told him what I just told you guys. He's like, but you're not tripping out. I said, no, because this isn't fucking real. This is your mind playing tricks on you. Because that, if we didn't yeah, eat this, I wouldn't I mean. be seeing and, and this right now. How long do you think that experience that I said took? In my mind, it, it was like a two-hour-long ordeal, right? No, I, mm-hmm. I looked at the time on my, on my phone before I felt that way. It was like 8.15 p.m. And then that time where I went through that whole thing where I thought I had died and got on a spaceship... I opened my eyes, looked at my friend, and I'm like, what time is it? And he's like, it's 8.17. That two hours, it was only two minutes. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking ever. Quentin Tarantino movie or something right there, man. Pepper, I picture the fear and loathing in Las Vegas where he jumps in the back seat and he's trying to explain let, to the kid and it's all coming out all mumbly. It was just funny because like I've always been that person like no matter what I've been in a group of friends and everybody's like fucking tripping balls or just wasted beyond all recognition. And I'm always the person that Annie's up, grows a fucking pair, grabs those keys and does what they have to do and takes care of everybody and make sure that everybody's safe. And then later when I know everybody's safe, then I trip out on my own. I guess I won't allow myself to fully enjoy it until I know it's 100, if that makes sense. Um, Dude, that's why you're sergeant. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, and, uh, I, I definitely had that reaction with Salvia for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Like I, I had to coach everyone through Salvia because I was the only one that wasn't totally scared off by its effects, but knew what to expect and realized that anyone that I had done it with, they did it one time. And they're like, I'm never fucking doing that shit ever again. <laughs> so I got used to coaching people through it and like making yeah, them like, that's all right, fun, man, dude. to everyone. <laughs> when I was in college, it was like four or five of us dudes. We used to do it. We did. I did it like every weekend for like fucking that whole semester, maybe like even more. But we would just fucking laugh our asses off and do stupid shit. The fucking campus that I was on was so trippy, dude. There was a student union. When you walk through the hallways, when you turn the hallway, it would totally be a different painted, a different color, and it was like glowing. These colors are like glowing and shit. Oh man, I had some. My face. The best is when you face my face always hurts the next day from smiling so much. Mm-hmm. Can a trooper, you're out, kid. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go catch a couple hours of Z's before I have to go hop on an early morning meeting. All right, okay. boys. Peace out, man. Peace right. out. Later, guys. Yep. Peace. There goes the guy that jumps out of planes. Mm-hmm. Right? No shit, man. I like can <laughs> Yeah, to, to give you a little bit of setting for that crazy mushroom experience, this was in a situation where 
me and my dad were trying to do something to help my mom. And the plan was to have her uh, separated from someone that she was supposed to have a restraining order against. Okay. But anyways, she took it on her own uh, duty to decorate her little, uh, whatever, living space. And it had, you know, like typical, like uh, everything was fiber optic lights. That was like, uh, if you remember that sub cool thing that he had, that table, like a Tesla coil table that you could put your hands on, that kind of shit. And it had Christmas lights everywhere and like different tapestries, like Grateful Dead tapestries and shit like that. And I had a buddy from South Carolina and he was all into that stuff too. So he added to that whole ambiance. And he was a uh, 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 Clemson, you know, college football fan. And we, we split what was uh, like, I guess it was 3.5 if it was a little bit short. It was supposed to be an eight. Maybe it was a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but we split an eight. That's why I say 1.5. He handled his a little bit better than I did. And like I said, he was just totally occupied with, uh, we were using uh, my Xbox to connect to the internet. And he was on YouTube with my Xbox watching some uh, Clemson game, right? And, and the mushrooms hadn't yet kicked in yet. We're just both sitting there. And there was a point in that game where a play happened where someone was trying to run out of bounds and he was kind of like looking at a referee like, hey, did you blow the whistle? Am I knocked out? Should I keep going? And someone came by and just fucking smashed him. And then the announcer person was like, yeah, you got to play to the end of the whistle. And then that's what initiated that trip. Hearing that phrase, like you got to play to the end of the whistle. And then I realized that, oh, I'm just getting into it now. It's not over to the whistle. (laughs) Right. And I closed my eyes at that point. That's, I mean, that's when the paralysis stuck in and I was in a, I had a duplicate or I had a pair of uh, um, Amish made lazy boys. He's like super comfortable, super nice, plush, lazy boys. And I kicked that thing back and I just closed my eyes And then anytime I opened my eyes, I saw shit that I knew wasn't real based upon the setting that I was in. And like I said, my mom had these Christmas lights and they were just an ordinary white string of Christmas lights. And they didn't have any other function like flickering or pulsing or uh, uh, strobing or anything like that. No, in, in ordinary real life, they didn't. But every time I opened my eyes and looked up, I would see the lights going dim and you know bright dim and bright dim and bright and then i would close my eyes and that's when the all that other shit would kick in and that's what led me into the whole thing and i was hearing the sound and i heard like like a whistle sound and i thought it was literally like a traction beat i thought i was being sucked up on a spaceship and it took me to open my eyes again and kind of like lift myself out of the seat and look at the Xbox and be like, oh, that's the fan on the Xbox. That ain't no fucking spaceship. You know, and that's what kind of, it was just little bits like that. Like in that two minute span of time, like I said, that I was being tortured. And my buddy, he realized that I was all spun out of control. And he switched the, because what spun me off was that the announcer saying you got to play to the end of the whistle. 
And I told him that I didn't like hearing that because it made me think of how long I have to go for this trip. So he got a whistle for you. No, no, he switched the uh, YouTube and we went to Mitch Hedberg stand up. So I just started laughing at that and that kind of soothed me and made me feel all right. You know, put me back on the ground at least. I mean, I was definitely still tripping out of control, but I was grounded. There you go. Good. We had we had a place called Bagby Hot Springs. Took an eighth of shrooms, walk in there at midnight with candles, and you get in these hollowed out logs. You bring in the the hot water from the spring. It's a hot spring, and uh, you sit there and melt in these tubs that are hollowed out logs. No light except candles. And on the way out, one time, there's these power lines that are above, and you can just hear them, you know. Mm -hmm. And I looked up, and there are these huge balls of energy just just sliding down these lines. And, dude, I sat there, I thought, for hours. It was just a few minutes. It was even a few seconds because we were walking, right? And I'm sitting there like that, and the guy behind me bumps into me. I'm like, oh, wow. Well, it must not have been that long, right? So you just total time distortion. But that was years ago, brother. I'm taking small microdoses now that are uh, really designed to heal. And mm-hmm. they're not so much <laughs> recreational. Although I did order some half, <laughs> half gram capsules. I'm going to put those aside for a special treat but uh i I find it very good i think people my age especially uh if you're lacking energy no more (laughs) just fucking running around like oh it's time for my nap guess not (laughs) you know (laughs) that's awesome so yeah man Cougar Hot Springs, I haven't, John. Thank you, buddy. It's called Bagby Hot Springs in Oregon. I don't know if it's still even there, but we used to go in there all the time. You know, that, that reminds me what they say. The, this is getting kind of nerdy into the whole that psychedelic realm, but um, the Alicinian Mysteries, the Greek version of the mystery schools, like the Egyptian mystery schools. Oh, and their uh, initiation process was basically like the world's first flotation or isolation tank, sensory deprivation tank. And they would go in a cave and they'd have these, like basically, like you said, they could be a hollowed out log. I think in this case, they're like stone baths or something like that. But they would fill it with uh, salt water for it to be buoyant. And then they'd take what they called uh, uh, kaikion or something like that. And it was a ergot fungus or the same thing you uh, derive LSA or LSD from. Yeah, so it's, it was a, a LSD basically spiked beer. That was the real first them. bicycle day. Is that what you're saying, Red Pill? Yeah, because they didn't isolate. What well, LSA is really what LSD comes from, and LSA is in a lot of shit. It's in mold. It's in Hawaiian uh, wood row seeds. It's in morning glory seeds, and a lot of shit. Just like DMT is in a lot of shit that you can find. Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, they would basically drink this uh, LSA beer and float on this like saltwater bath in the darkness of a cave and just totally slip out of their bodies and experience a whole lot of shit. But 
That's what the priest class, that's their initiation process and like the Greek priest class. Well, was, I think I watched an episode of Joe Rogan where he did something like that, where he's in one of those flotation devices where you're just... Mm-hmm. That's uh, the modern day one. Anyway, uh, when you're in that light, when you're in that sensory deprivation, doesn't it like make you feel like you're tripping anyway? You're yeah, supposedly. Yeah. You you can, well you can and you can you don't have to have anything any ingestibles to enhance the experience. You, you can do it uh, totally natural by itself. Yes, but what the, the function that it's working is actually the exact same as ketamine and oddly enough salvia. And both of those have a, a effect to where they cut you off from your five senses. That's actually what's taking effect to give you that out-of-body experience, either through ketamine or salvia. They both have some response to where your body reacts to it and it disassociates from all five of your senses. And Good old special K. Yeah. The, the way that, that uh, the sensory deprivation tanks are set up is the only sensory input you have for just a little while is your ears being underwater, which some people put earplugs in and the smell of the salt water bath that you're in. But other than that, the water is heated up to the exact same temperature as your skin and you're in a completely dark, isolated chamber. So if you can relax still and not bump against the walls or the end of the bath or whatever, you get real relaxed and it only takes like 15 or 30 minutes for your brain or whatever you want to, call it to have that natural effect huh. interesting um try it sometime i think if you want to go well, take a someone in the uh, a friend in the cannabis community uh todd mccormick if anyone ever talks to him or has ever heard his experience with that he met one of the pioneers of sensory deprivation tanks named john Lilly, and the reason that he he already had known about it from like pre- things too but he decided to kind of engineer better devices to do it and he would do lsd and ketamine and he would get in these sensory deprivation tanks you know one prototype after another finding the best one and he would do it right next to a like sea uh, a sea world aquarium full of dolphins and they would actually have like places where they cohabitated with dolphins where they made like a, a house with like three feet of water in it and like floaties and everything. And there's people and dolphins living together and people doing LSD and ketamine and hopping in sensory deprivation tanks. And this John Lilly guy was trying to translate English to dolphin speak or dolphin speak to English. <laughs> right. And, and Todd McCormick had the opportunity to meet him and he just felt so like uh, whatever invited or, gracious to be in that situation to where he didn't say no to anything so john lily's like want to hop in the isolation tank and he's like sure and then he's like before you hop in you want this jab of fucking ketamine and he's like sure so he goes in one of the isolation tanks and like 15 minutes later they hear him flailing and thrashing and having a bad time so john lily has like a rescue thing and he jabs himself with ketamine and hops in another isolation tank and supposedly they had this telepathy communication thing where John Lilly found him in the astral world and kind of helped him out and brought him back to safety and you know consciousness. Otherwise, we might not have Todd McCormick. He might have been one of those lost people <laughs> from psychedelics. And that, that's a whole story that 
I've heard I've heard Joe Rogan explain. I've heard. What was that? Sorry. Did they figure out how to talk to dolphins or what? They're convinced they did. They're they're convinced to the point where dolphins fully can understand everything we're telling them, but they can't speak obviously with their little porpoise or whatever in English back to us. Can you well, what's, what the dolphins were saying? Yeah, they what did they I tell them? To these stoned humans today. It was cool. Dude, you can go yeah. watch these documentaries. There's a lot of it, dude. Like I said, look up John Lilly and dolphins, or just John Lilly isolation tanks, and it'll you'll find it. <laughs> you know what, boys? I'm fading out. I'm gonna drop out, man. I'm already to hit it, too, guys. I'm, dude. It's been great talking, though. You guys are dyslexic. It's 402 now. 420. Oh, Come right. on, guys. Let's get it to the dab time, guys. I got one to go. I'm gonna you gotta hang in there. All right, fuck it. I'm in. Got a boy, Tal. Get your ass in there. Don't be a quitter. All right. Fucking peer pressure. Yeah. Now I know what Eagle feels <laughs> like. <laughs> peer pressure it sucks. Ego, are those the are those the earth box ones that you're trimming up in the in the opposing the bad yeah, guys? So those were both the ones that are in the body. The body girls over there. Eagle's actually trying to get shit yeah. done. Yeah, he's getting something done tonight. Yeah, that's the one in the front. There is. He's a, this is one of the earth box girls. There's pretty chunky bugs on here. Yeah, yeah. See? Not denying that. There's more uppers. <clears throat> yeah. Not bad, not bad. Fuck yeah. Wait, where's the support you on that? You see, you know, support those bugs. Huh? What do you got no support, support on that? Same thing I got supporting the cocoa bugs. No. Nothing. Yeah. And, and, and they're littler stems. They're genetically stable. Smaller trees, though. I can clean them out a little bit better. But they weren't as healthy as they were, as the earth boxes were. When they went in, earth boxes were a lot greener. But they did well, you know. Decent-sized bugs. Not as huge as some of the cocoa or the earth box bugs, but they're still decent size. Trimmed up on a platter, it'll look. What are those like day 40 or some shit? These ones should be right around like 50, 56. It's like right around uh January 1st. I flipped them. Are are they getting close to harvest then? Is that what you're doing there? You're cleaning them up. Yeah, yeah, they're getting close. The hairs are turning right on them, they're looking pretty good. Fading. Their box is faded. I give them that. I think I might have like overdid the size of the pot. You know what I mean? For their box. I don't know. I had a little bit of a fading, but it's, well, I think I just went a little big for that that run. You know what I mean? Oh. It's no, still it's did like well. Nug, nug still meat. did well. Some good nug meat there. Oh, most definitely. Look at them fat nugs. Lots of fat nugs there. That's just the one. The other one's right here behind this thing. There's still one right there. Yeah, that's the one. Look at the one he's hiding. Does it just look bigger because he didn't clean it up already? 
No, there's just lots more smaller buds on this right. one. It was more yeah. of a bush. That one had more bigger buds. But uh, they did well. I ain't bitching. I ain't bitching for the setup. I was, I'm quite happy. <laughs> there you go. Quite happy. It ain't yeah. difficult, that's for sure. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I can't get any easier than looking in that that uh, that tube. But one thing I did do towards the end there uh, was uh, I started watering from the top like every four waterings or so. Might have been three. But every couple waterings, I'd go from the top, try to push some of that shit down to the roots, and then I'd come back from the bottom the next watering. Yeah, that was the only thing I did. I think it does water from the top, though, Eagle. If you ever pull that that um, shower cap back that's on the top there, it'll be wet, and you'll see it, like, form. It'll, you know, I mean, it condensates on that plastic and drips back down onto the, onto the top. So, I mean, there's, I think there's kind of an ebb and flow of that also. Yeah, that's an easy trim job. And so am I the only one that does that? Last week, go a week or so, go in there and just strip them bitches the to, to next to nothing. To I do it constantly. I do it every day. I mean, it's just plant is next. Come on, who's, who's up? It's so beneficial. I've found in my garden, uh, especially. Uh, I don't know. I think it actually produces better buds because you get more light. They're more subtle. They seem to have more formal ac- action. And uh, I spend most of my time leaf stripping every fucking day. Seriously. You, you know how you say you like to wet trim? That, you know, that's the thing is you can begin your wet trim as a plant still living. You know what I mean? It's there. It's wet. It's living. You're taking leaves off. You're getting to a point where there's not many fan leaves or leaves that have long stems attached to whatever center or side branch that it is. You know, you're only pretty much left with sugar leaves at that point. People argue that you're stressing the plant and you're going to get hurt. Uh, if the plant sat there and already ate what came off the leaf, I would think the plant's happy, not stressed out. I'm just a big white deer that runs up and chomps on them every day and takes off leaves. I, you I know, definitely you think there's some kind of chemical reaction going on in a wet trim, to be honest with you. And I've honestly noticed a slight difference in that from when I've started a plant and then walked away from it for a day and then went back to it. It seems like what was left was a little bit different from when the day I started on. And, you know, I think that's one difference. And the other difference is between wet and a dry trim. Like I was telling my Medicropper the other day, I think it, there's, it isn't just the, the leaves coming down, the sugar leaves coming down and wrapping over the buds and keeping the turps available, you know, it's more what's preserved. What's left in those leaves I, that might get absorbed by the plant, right, as it's yep, it's Yep, 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 it's that because it's still alive. It's still going I, through perp. You know what? Process. I, I experienced that a lot because, like I said, at, at the peak of me growing the most frequently, what I was doing is growing all those freebie seeds I got from Attitude each time I bought seeds. So every single run that I had was a seedling, and it was always one of one 
you know, matched up of four different varieties at a time. And I would definitely notice plants, even if I would still do, like we're saying, primarily just a wet trim, hang the plants up. They still got a little bit of sugar leaf on them where you're going to do a dry trim over a, a keef box or a, a trim tray anyways. But I definitely did notice plants that did have that, uh, maybe all of them were doing it simultaneously, but like one out of the four always kind of sucked up something from those leaves that kind of put something off putting in the terpene profile or made it harder to cure. Once those leaves were chopped up and then put in the jars, it didn't cure the way that it smelled on the plant versus some plants, they were, they were more or less fine with it. You could have a little bit of sugar leaf on the plant, trim it up, put it in the jar and it cures the same way it smelled on the plant or, you know, if not better as it gets a little bit older, but yeah, some, some plants and that's one of the, you know, there's not many things to correlate it to at that point. And one of the first things that I could think of, or the very first thing I could think of is the amount of leaf that's still left on that plant is being sucked up and absorbed to the stem and then to the, the buds. And well, especially if they're hanging upside down, not yeah. only is the plant doing it, but now gravity is doing it too. Exactly. So. exactly. That's why I like to do a full plant hang. And even though I do leaf strip a lot, I, there's a ton of leaves left on there. Uh, and I do like to, I wish I could get better at getting rid of a lot of the large leaves prior to hanging, but I just don't take the time to do it because then I could improve my uh, trim for making rosins and what have you. But it's just, you know, what do you take your time with? Plus, I let my plants hang sometimes for a month or more. And I've noticed some distinct benefits uh in doing so instead of jarring them up right i just as medicine is needed i go to the closet and i take out a plant and i just do that plant for as it's needed mm -hmm. and sometimes it's been in there a month and a half and like that dj short uh blueberry i swear to god it got better as it i was like wow so i took <laughs> I actually yeah. put that aside for myself. I'm like, yeah, this ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That's in the description that DJ Short originally wrote for Blueberry is that really? Yeah, one of the very one of the reasons why he stores as well. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Well, it definitely proved like I said, I'm writing more of it. I mean, it didn't give me a big yield, but again, it's like my blackberry, it doesn't yield much, but it's choice stuff, man. Choice. Mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've had really good luck I've like said that blue velvet that I grew I only grew three seeds out of a 10 pack and those three seeds would have had to have been run more to determine one to keep over the other that's how good three out of the seven isn't that wonderful when you know you've made such a wise decision that you you know like geez you know every seed's doing so well Mm -hmm. that's that's the kind of experience I want people to have if they give me any of my seeds and it's why I'm really leery as well but uh, I'm pretty on this breeding project I've got they've all been pollinated and they're sitting and I'm going to group I've tagged them all I'm going to group them together in one tent now that they've been pollinated but and the males are all going to die but I'm really interested to see as every breeding, it's a small, I mean, I'm what, I'm not, 
talking a handful of plants, mm-hmm. but uh, it's going to be fun. I just I, does that kind of shit excite you guys? I mean, when I mean, it gets me going, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, if if you make true hybrids, like something that I'm probably going to run into at some point is crossing two plants that make uh, such a good F1 hybrid that I'm going to be tempted to either line breed or back cross two different, you know, specimens I find from that F1 seed line. The example I kind of bring up is might not, maybe I'm cursed, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm whatever, forcing myself to act at some point accidentally, not on purpose, do this. But the example I always give is a Bubba Kush to a super lemon haze. And that would make a, a very good hybrid between a plant that stays short and squatty, has a very different, uh, has a very, you know, uh, characteristic terpene profile to a plant that's tall and lanky that also has a very characteristic terpene profile that have a night and day difference between one another. So then you cross those two plants together, and now you're finding uh, plants that have the stature and growth of uh, Bubba Kush, but they have uh, the terpene profile of the super lemon haze. And then you find plants that has this, the, the opposite, the growth structure of the super lemon haze with Bubba Kush terpenes, right? And so it's like, ah. Uh, what do you end up liking more if both things happen and you appreciate both things at the same time? You know, to me, if I were to do that cross in that particular way, the one that would jump out to me for whatever reason would finding lemon haze terpenes on a Bubba Kush profile plant. And then I would be tempted to back cross that or line breed that or S1 that. Uh, But it would be a very hard determination between the two because there'd be so you each plant would be so unique yeah that's what's up Sal. nice work. don't give me snow yeah uh, man that sounds awesome american wall you're on mute you're muted yeah, I was saying some of them look better than others. I, I can't, un, I think I like closed, made it close up. Now I can't undo the close up, but whatever. Yeah, um, talk and use the camera at the same time. I can do anything. Come on now. <laughs> Good. We threw them off. Ooh, there so, you go. Sorry, man. Don't, don't worry. Just show us the They look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You're coming along. Nice, yeah, like, I definitely screwed up the, uh, I can't make it zoom out or in, whatever. It's like close up right now. But yeah, that's one time I got. Kicking ass, man. You don't mark towel. You don't know how far along a flower those are? I labeled this one plant, this last one that came in, it was February 16th. All the rest, no. <laughs> we, got yeah. we got under the skin. Labeling them now. Wait till Eagle writes a date down. He's like, never, never, ever, never gave me, never, never. Yeah, it influenced Testers it. only get dates. Testers <laughs> only <laughs> get dates. Turn it off and on, maybe once it might help. So, Tao, what go. are the there chances you you'd, you'd breed mystery machine times fucking sour diesel 
and give us a Van Diesel strain. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Okay, okay. I got to think of what would be the Rodney Dangerfield then. We could get that down. Um, it'll be a while, though. I got too many things in the works, man. Rodney Dangerfield. I'm thinking Rodney Dangerfield and no respect. So one end of the, the strain has to be, or one end of the cross has to be a, the most underrated strain that we could think of that doesn't get any respect. So we're going to have to think tank that one and then cross Your dream. No, what? that gets no respect. <laughs> no respect now, We're yeah. not making a blue dream cross. But it's not underrated, no. though. That's not. Yeah. That's what he's saying. He gets no respect. <laughs> that's not everybody cares about. But, but, what, but what strain is there that doesn't get respect that's actually. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lost respect. <laughs> lost respect. All right. Yeah, I like that. Talks it. I don't know why. Mm. I pick all kinds of, you pick one, right, pal? What's the what's the I'll underrated, think about it. Yeah. non-respected but should be respected strain? I think like Talking Heads are they're like um, rated, but they should be a lot better rated because uh, yeah, man, <clears throat> I dig on the Talking Heads. Do you, you like use some talking heads? I got, a, I got, yeah, I got a pretty eclectic. Well, not eclectic. Uh, I got like a variety of uh, music I like. But yeah, mm-hmm. man, Bunny Whaler, dudes. He was like, I put up the one clip. He was, he talked about pot all the time at his shows, all the time. Is that an actual cultivar talking heads? No, it's a band, uh-huh. dude. Well, come on, man. You got me excited now. I thought there was a talking heads strain out there. I thought you put it together. Oh, we can, cool. I can make the strain that'll be underrated. <laughs> it's 420. It's dabs up, guys. Oh, cheers, man. Cheers. <coughs> Definitely do some the strain. It is fun coming up with names. Well, that's funny to say that because the one I thought of is I don't understand why it's not yeah whatever you want to say like something that people think of when they get extremely high all the time maybe it's just people that got to experience it and it's never there for people to experience because it's not a plant popular a popular plant that people grow would be uh anything apollo apollo 11 apollo 13 vortex void <laughs> dimension uh all the brothers grim stuff the apollo haze you know, and there's Apollo in a lot of stuff. There's a, a lot of people have made Apollo and Chemdog crosses. One of the saddest. That's like point two, Bengus. This is a uh, strain Mandela sent me called Kala, Kala Chakra. Uh, she said it's very vigorous it's from a land race from North India. Mm. So I'm kind of excited about that. I don't know if it's got purple calyxes though, red, but we'll mm-hmm. see. <laughs> well, the Northern India, here's the separation thing. And it has to do a lot with how people want to switch terminology for plants that we talk about and what's actually sativa and indica. What throws a lot of people off is how big indica, uh, India actually is. And the term indica means derived from India. 
and southern India plants uh, are more well, subtropical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the northern ones are actually hybridized plants between what's actually called Afghanica. Those are plants that are derived from Afghanistan. So in northern India, you have more of a Afghanica, uh, Afghanica dominant hybrid between <laughs> Afghanica and Indica. Right, so they're, they're all three different plants when you look at one another. The Afghan plants are like the most stout, uh, almost, you know, auto flowering stature looking. Yeah, yeah, I, that's where that alien technology came from. I really wish I could find. Yeah, the, you know. the uh, Northern India ones, those have, like I said, very vigorous, but still very broadly. Mm -hmm. You're gonna find big broadleaf bushes out of that, like, uh, GG4 looking plants. She right. uh, spoke pretty highly of them, so I told her I would definitely grow them. They're a good, Mandela is, uh, that's where I got the eight mile. I, I, I was replenishing my eight mile seeds and she threw in these other ones. But with the, with the recommendation, you need to grow these. <laughs> like, oh, there you go. You know what I mean? Like, I'm dropping out, kids. All right, Tao, good to see you, brother. I'm, I'm going to Eagle Man, thank you for hang, buddy. Red Pill, Smiley, yep. Sergeant, fucking Eagle. It's always, it's always good fucking talking shit with Eagle. Even though he didn't say much tonight, it's always good. You got some shit done. Have a good one, man. Yeah, we'll make, we'll, we'll, we can make the van diesel. Red pill, always nice. Smiley, buddy, I like you, man, so much because you're smiling. Tao, Sergeant, I don't normally salute sergeants, but I will you, my friend. And everybody in the chat room. <laughs> you can see Bingus. Yep. <laughs> Everyone in the chat room, take care. Peace out. Peace. Peace Later, out, Tao. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it the uh, pink flower and dolphin episode. <laughs> oh, no. It is what it is. <laughs> it sounds like an ecstasy episode. Jesus. <laughs> the pink dolphin. What I like about the pink dolphin. what I like pink about dolphin, these episodes. You, you, you never know where they're going to go. I think if they were scheduled, there'd be no fun. I don't have any fun in the shit that's scheduled. I, I just have fun with random shit. I did dig that episode on the hallucinogen honey, though. I watched yeah. that whole fucking thing. And halfway through another fucking special before I realized I was watching a different thing. <laughs> I wasn't sure. It just played out. If you had seen that already, that got suggested to me a while back. And I, that was the second time. You know, YouTube kind of forgets that it might have suggested the video you've already seen. So I saw that and I was kind of talking about it earlier as uh, with World's Last Hope as a is like one of my dream inputs. I would replace anything I would use molasses for, I would replace with that hallucinogenic honey. If I could uh, that <laughs> yeah. would be uh, I think you might have something there. Big mm -hmm. like boy, man. I, I Wait, water and I, I would try some. I think you'd be better to take. I'm gonna do both. I want a regular access to it. But what I, my 
my theory on it, the only reason why I'm actually uh, seriously considering it, not just joking, is because what's what what's imparting that psychedelic compound into that honey is actually a poisonous plant, right? It's poisonous to basically all mammals. If your dog got into it, or you know, if us we ate a leaf of it, it kill us. It's rhododendra, supposedly. Supposedly, what's uh, uh, contributing to its color and its effect but my whole thing is with how things get you know honey is a primary metabolite or the you know the vomit of a bee to feed a little baby bee right and sugar complexes or simple sugars or what gets taken up by a plant to make to turn into secondary metabolites that end up being either terpenes or cannabinoids. So my theory is with that honey, when you have something that already possesses terpenes from these wild flowers and psychedelic compounds or psychoactive compounds, does that translate to or boost, you know, supplement that ability of that, you know, cannabis plant to do the same thing? Turn it right directly right into terpenes and right into psychoactive compounds, you know, THC. I have no idea, man. That's a good, good interesting thought. Especially having it bound to a sugar like that. But I, I don't and know. So, red pill, I can't help but wonder if you'd really notice if you've got that steady supply of the lucid honey and shit. If you're just not whopped out from the fucking honey all the time going, man, this shit's getting me fucking <laughs> off. Yeah, it might just be the honey. <laughs> I would, I would love to be that guy that shows up to an event, you know, that fucking uh, 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 whatever. Uh, Sir, passing around some toast to that shit. Yeah, that, <laughs> all that confident, you know, like thinking that that's what I'm high on is just these KNF honey plants or whatever. But really, I'm just tripping on the honey. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you wouldn't even need the honey, really, would you? You could use a tincture or you could make a tea or you could do anything. Yeah, lots of stuff. I like, like uh, Eagle said, I'd be putting that on my waffles. I like honey on waffles, so that'd be doing. Yeah, there was a lot of spiritual stuff on the on the way to getting the honey that I kind of digged, but man, come on, you mm-hmm. really what they did for that honey? I mean, they actually were like. They were coordinated. They had a team. They had some cats underneath, lighting a fire, kind of blowing the smoke up there while this other cat came from, like, above <laughs> on a ladder. They made it. They actually made a ladder out of sticks well, and fucking rope right you there. You want to see something about this ladders? Over. I'll show you You know what they used to support him? It was a root. They fucking dug up around a tree root and wrapped the ladder around that and was like, yeah, this shit will hold him. Get on that ladder, guy. Fucking you lording down it and shit. It held like nine out of ten of them before it broke down. Fucking so. then, then, then they got the old cat on the fucking, on the ladder getting the fucking honey with a stick. They got a fucking thing on a stick, and he's just jabbing it in there, and they get, they're catching it. They got one – this is how coordinated they are. They got one guy, like, lowered down with a basket. He's poking it with a stick, and they got another cat lowering down fucking 
bundles of fucking leaves to smoke them out like if they attack him so there's like three people working at once to get this fucking honey i'm like holy shit that's a fucking team effort the other thing i want to say about that little documentary i don't know where exactly they were but man i wouldn't fight that village man the way they fucking mm-hmm. the one cat got so high he couldn't even walk so they fucking carried him down the hill like this they put Fire his hand man. on yeah. top of his head so like all the weight was on his fucking neck they grabbed him like this and yeah. carried the guy on his back and he's fucking just like oh up down like, a mountain holy sh- yeah this guy's neck's got to be made of fucking steel and shit that's how they were hauling <laughs> shit man everything by the weight of their neck just hanging backwards on them i was like man that shit just looks fucking painful that's uh, a buddy right there. Yeah, <laughs> you can't fucking carry you down a mountain while you're fucking I thought driving your, your neck into your shoulders. Yeah, that's a buddy. Uh, it, there's another documentary I'll try to find too. If you want to see even crazier ladder, I think the, either the way to find it or the actual title of the documentary is uh, uh, the world's uh, most remote school or the hardest walk to school on earth something like that but it's in similar place that video the honey video is in nepal and these uh this uh video i'm talking about now i think they're in tibet or china but it's the same thing it's like little five six year olds going to preschool kindergarten climbing like this 200 foot you know natural resource made fucking ladder up a ice cliff like a crevasse in the top of the fucking himalayas and shit and this is normal life for these little ass kids. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot the rest. I was going to mention something else about the honey thing, too. Crazy. I'd totally. I'd love to try the honey, but I ain't being a part of that process. I guess I'm, oh. that, I'm just that lazy. I was going to say. That whole process would be totally changed if it was westernized, right? Because we'd have uh, ornamentally or whatever greenhouse or some kind of, you know, uh, Western way of growing those rhododendras adjacent to or um, right beside with, you know, bee uh, colonies. And we'd be technically, you know, like manufacturing it on way more of a... um, technical basis you know and we'd have actual the equipment and the bee coverings and the actual canisters that they use to pacify bees and all that in normal conventional um, bee operations but yeah that could be westernized and done over here if and now this is like a thing that probably ain't going to be for in, in until like 2050 because first we got to legalize the mushrooms and then the mdma and then the lsd and then all the other drugs and I got to have rehabilitation centers and it's going to be a while to, and it's going to be, you know, then it's going to be mescaline and iboga and a lot of shit way before anyone's uh, advocating for legalizing hallucinogenic honey. But oh, we'll great. get there. I will say one thing. They're not going to be looking for the honey. <laughs> no, no, you couldn't, you could accidentally <laughs> theoretically do this. I'm sure it happens to other plants of the same equivalent in North America, if there's plants 
toxin-producing plants that bees tend to feed on their nectar and go give to the little babies, the same thing's going to happen. So yeah. this can be produced. You see fingers. That, that fucking microdosing too. I fucking mm -hmm. was just asking him about him the other night. Remember, Smiley? You were like, he was in chat, what, Friday? Whatever. It's nice to know he was uh, he was just tripping balls. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is like, shit's fucking good time. I recommend two grams. At, at a, I mean, at least, because you're not, in my opinion, that's, that's like, to the edge, to where you're, like, you know what I mean? Where, like, anytime you take, like, the one gram, it's just, you wish you would have done the, done more kind of thing. So, it's almost like the two gram gets you there. It's a nice dose. It's fucking, like, a five, six-hour buzz. You're fucking done. It's cool. See, the, the ones that I've got, the truffles aren't as like as laughy or as like psychedelic psychic I mean psychedelic psychedelic you say like you would like penis envy or whatever. They're more of a mind mind trip, a deep mind trip. Hey yeah. if you're still gonna try to track down spores, try to consider those Mazatec ones if you haven't already experienced it. Just to kinda like be another testimony because there's a whole tradition based around them in like Oaxaca, Mexico, and you know, serious like shaman type, you know, uh, rite of passage stuff. So there, it it's like you know, actual uh, finding a legit true strain of cannabis that has you know properties in it that gets you either medicated or high, and it's always a tried and true thing that you never have to. Uh, be um, whatever uh, um, uh, skeptical of if you're getting the right shit or if it's going to have the same effect as last time that kind of thing pretty sure these Mazatec ones unless there's other more uh, I've heard Azarescence and other varieties being really strong too but I think the Mazatecs are pretty much topping out I completely dropped the ball yesterday. I'm sorry, it's fine. Go ahead, bro. Oh, I'm just saying I'm going to hop out, man. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm going to hop out with you too, Smiley. Take these roofed off, Evil Gardens. Smiley. Every time. Fucking clean the room last night, Smiley, man. Like you didn't even give me a chance to rebut there. Damn. I actually forgot what I was going to say, too. You cut me off, and I forgot what I was going to say. Totally forgot. Totally forgot. Uh, was it related to the spores or something after Smiley said? No, no. I don't think it had any. Oh, I think it was just the guests. What happened with the guests? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I had my first, like, super stupid scheduling mistake yesterday, uh, which was uh, fucking day. The days. It, uh, 
Gab 420 was supposed to be on the other night, and uh, he's in South Africa. And I knew there is, what, like five-hour difference, possibly six. So I knew that. So I told him, you know, it's 11.30 for me. It's going to be 6.30 in the morning. I tried to make it as clear as possible. But when I said the day, it was his morning, which was like, you know what I mean? My night, basically, it was... It was all fucked up, so it was my fault. I forgot to specify <laughs> whose whose day it was when the scheduling of that interview. So I I learned a little something with every scheduling. So that was my fuck up the other night. So tonight, I don't know what happened with tonight's guest, man. Sometimes it's ever so often, man. It seems like it seems to work just how like people leave in twos. I have scheduling conflicts that work in threes. So I, I'm waiting to see who the next fumble is here in the next. I mean, the schedule's full, but I'm telling you, the fumbles come in three. I don't know what it is, but they come in three. You know, I, yesterday, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad you did that little post today uh, saying that you'd be here for a wormhole because yesterday uh, when I didn't see that the episode was happening, I had almost feeling like uh, messaging you if you were going to do a wormhole, right? And I was probably going to end up doing that tonight if you didn't post that whatever uh, update or whatever we get to see on the subscription. So you should. Yeah, you should I'm, if you because sometimes I'm like on the fence, you know what I mean? Like, even tonight, you know what I mean? I talked to Smiley like early on, and you know, I everybody's got their shit to do, yeah. but I've, I've said, I've said early on that you know, I, I try to make this as little about me as possible, so I don't want to like. If the guest cancels, I don't want to try to wing it for like two hours until like people start popping on. So I hit Smiley. I'm like, hey, man, guest canceled. He was like, man, I'm still two hours out. I'm like, I got two hours work to do. <laughs> I ain't going to go on and just see if somebody shows up. So Yeah, because uh, I, I wasn't here for a couple of days and then I was I caught the shout outs and I'm like, oh, I missed this. I was here, but I didn't jump in, you know, so I just kind of felt like hopping in and, you know, catching up and that kind of stuff. So yesterday I was thinking, you know, it didn't happen. And I was thinking based on the night before, I'm like, oh, well, I'm definitely hopping in the next wormhole. So yesterday I'm like, oh, didn't really, you know, uh, you know, whatever happened and you didn't come on. So I'm thinking like, oh, tomorrow I'm definitely going to hit him up. I'm glad you did. I'll do that for the future on if, you know, I'll always let you know now if I'm like sitting around and I don't got nothing that I'm doing, you know, I'll send a message to you, ask her. It's easier to, easier to come on when I know somebody's coming. Jason Eyestone is asking, do I have anyone scheduled for the 420 episode? Or should it be on May 25th? Good memory there, Jason. Jason, that's awesome. The 25th is the one-year anniversary of the show. 
I think I'm just going to be regular night. I've kind of reached out to a guest and I'm kind of waiting on a response to hit from him. If he don't, if he says no, then I think I'm going to just do a fucking like party, party episode, <laughs> free for all celebration night, but not a 24 hour episode, but I am still going to put together, I think, a 420 episode. Hell, we did it last year in fucking less than fucking seven days. So I think I can throw something together within the next month. <laughs> yeah. Um, remember I uh, said it would be, I suggested it would be cool. It'd probably be hard to get because he's not totally, you know, within the cannabis atmosphere industry. The terpene guy, Essentia, would be a cool guest. Um, oh, yeah. Another one I thought, and I don't know if you already have, but do you follow uh, Cannabis Legalization News, their channel? I do. I do. Okay. Have you had anyone, of, you know, either Tom or Miguel or whoever on as a guest? No, no. No, not yet. That would be a good one, too. Oh, I yeah. would love to get a terpene guy on there. I've reached out mm-hmm. to a couple of them. And I don't know. I think sometimes I think the name, it depends. Like somebody, you know what I mean? Somebody in different fields, they kind of look at the name. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people though, man. I Some people that I think don't, wouldn't like the name of the title. I reached out to this gal the other day, Lady Grower. I'm like, yeah. I was hesitant because she's an older lady. Cannabis advocate, Canna Pam, should be on uh, later this week. She's an older lady. She's probably 60, 65, but a lady nonetheless. And so I approached her about coming on the show. She had a lot of great information and many, many, many aspects of cannabis. And I'm like, yeah, it'd be nice to have you on the show. And she's like, well, how do I find it? Where's it at? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's called fucking talking shit with ego and she's like i love it <laughs> i love it heck yeah i was like it, yeah. Oh, good that makes it easier <laughs> mm-hmm. i had light spots i had a few light people in the beginning that were uh sponsoring me uh before the show before i did any of this i actually had light sponsors then when I started doing this, I kind of told them to fuck themselves a little bit because I didn't want the show to be, you know what I mean, a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh. I didn't do it. I kind of laid off that shit. But I tried to get one of them in the beginning to come on because it was a nice light. I wanted to talk Spectrum and all that good shit that we like to talk about. And uh, wouldn't come on. We totally, I mean, he told me that was the reason I can't. I'm sorry. That's the name. I cannot be associated with a show that says it has fucking and shit in the title. I don't. When they search up my my name, I don't want fucking and shit coming up. You know, associated with it. <laughs> you know, because I I deal with a lot of people that aren't in the cannabis industry. I'm like, yeah, but. Obviously, you're trying to reach these people. Otherwise, I wouldn't have a test light. You know what I mean? You wouldn't have me posting on it. So this is your audience. Why not just come on the show? And 
it wasn't until like he seen some of the guests on and uh, once Danny Danko of came course. on and he was like, oh, I can come on the show now. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. good. Cut him off. Through <laughs> 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 yeah, though. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's been an awesome journey. I can't believe it's almost a year already, man. It's that that year spun around quick. Thankfully, too. I mean, I remember pre like, you know, I, I don't know to the extent what pre uh, 2020, but just being excited at the fact that it's like, oh, it's 2020 now. Where's the flying cars at? You know, and so much optimism, what 2020 was going to bring. Little did we know <laughs> how it would roll out. You know, but you made a you made the best out of a situation that the situation I'd say. So, right, we're close. To the, we were not, the cars aren't flying yet, but they're fucking. Some of them are driving themselves. Right. Well, like, I I've, close. You know what? I, either I'm really high right now, or I almost want to say it was Indra that I heard this from. <laughs> I I couldn't be getting this mistake, or maybe. I could imagine it coming from Andrew, but the whole concept of flying cars is actually helicopters. They engineered and came out with helicopters, but they're just not practical enough for everyone to have helicopter that they, you know, they land on their roof or they have their, their commute to work. And there's just tens of thousands or whatever millions of helicopters flying around. But the, the most technical you could get to what, a flying car really is is a helicopter that is a flying car it's transport that you know you use to get around and it's it doesn't have four wheels and it doesn't roll on the ground but that that people are expecting some kind of crazy anti-gravitic technology or some levitating type thing when it already exists in the form of a helicopter it's right there that's a flying car just you know, take in perception, I guess. Well, it doesn't in, in, in the aspect that it doesn't have wheels, I guess mm-hmm. what I argue is like that I don't think it's in the Very close, I mean, similar. It, it works like for me. It, I, it I'm, works. I'm not someone that thinks that there's a, I think, you know, we, we could probably go backwards in history to figure out the last time there was like a peak of some kind of technological, uh, like industrial revolution. Like we have techno, uh, tech, you know, technological revolution right now. And even going so far into uh, maybe at some day, VR is gonna be indistinguishable from reality. You know what I mean? I think we're already almost at a, a, the peak of a lot of things. And for me, I don't have to believe in some kind of like saying like anti-gravity or rocket ship type of vehicle that we have to wait for, for it to be technically called the flying car. To me, the helicopter, the helicopter meets all those parameters where, yeah, you know, that's what, that, that's what the pinnacle or the most advanced technology in that field comes down to. You're not going to achieve anything more. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, maybe it's going to be someday we're all going to be like uh, Star Trek in the 20, 2300s or 2400s. We're going to be fucking 
going around the galaxy, but who knows? You know, I was listening to this quantum, uh, quantum mathematician the other day speak, and he was saying that uh, we were they were talking about virtual reality. And they were wondering if it, if it were ha if it were to happen, if we would know, you know what I mean? How would we know that we were living in a sim? And what the gentleman said is basically. By the time we have make a computer that is able to simulate a reality so close to ours that it would be able to simulate so many other sims at once that there would be so many going at once that you wouldn't know it was a sim. That, that's actually the And I thought about with that with that being said, maybe <laughs> Maybe because of you know just the idea of perception, uh, maybe we are all pre-programmed. You know what I mean? We're all feeding, we're all released uh, simulation of a, a world or a reality playing out in a similar scenario all at once to that AI. Just like you said, they'd all be going at once. So. What's not to say we're all not individual sins that's been unleashed all at once and we're just feeding back to the program. That's, that's really what, uh, why I chose Red Pill for, you know, whatever my YouTube thing, whatever. There, it, there's a lot of people in the last past four years that make it into like some kind of, you know, Republican thing, pro-Trump thing. That's not at all that what it's associated with, but uh, the red pill thing in the movie, The Matrix, represents um, everything from our history that is the same repeated story that all the ancient people have, like uh, Pandora's box or the forbidden fruit or Prometheus stealing fire from the gods or Loki and uh, the Norse myths they're all actually the same exact story repeated over time. And that's all that the red pill in the movie, The Matrix is. It's the moment of enlightenment where you kind of see the whole world for itself. You don't have a small picture of the world no more. Now you see everything. Or it's kind of like the other two things is Plato's, it's called Plato's Allegory of the Cave. And that's a Thing where he wrote that people were captured in a cave and never uh, seen the outside world and their entire information of what the world was was um, illustrated or projected shadow puppets on a wall where they do little shadow puppets and tell stories of how the world was created and what the world is and all that and it took for one like escapee to go outside above ground to see what the world really was and then come back to the cave and explain it to people and them think him, them think he's crazy. And then uh, the same exact analogy is for fish being pulled out of the water and then seeing people in a boat and all of this and that, and it's catch and release and you throw the fish back and the fish tells a story about a whole nother world above the water that people exist in. So, <laughs> yeah. I, that, and that was like 2013 when I made this channel or whatever. I got obsessed with uh, 
Joe Rogan and, uh, and Brian Redband talking about simulation theory on the podcast. And then me being able to point out more and more synchronicities, like really weird coincidences or synchronicities in life. Like it just became a, a there, moment. Yeah. Every so often you see something and you go, that's a glitch. Yeah. That's a glitch. That, that's what it became. Is it, it became really susceptible to it. Where crazy stuff was thinking and it would just make me laugh and giggle like, man, what is the odds of that happening? Some of them still happen today. Uh, like uh, a few nights ago, I got like, remember you said about the playlist? What song did you got? Oh, Fergie. Right at the beginning of this thing, you said Fergie snuck into your playlist on YouTube. Okay, so maybe a couple weeks ago, for whatever reason, Ace of Bass made it into my YouTube playlist. Right? And uh, the uh, this last week on Kill See Tony. the sign? I saw the sign. <laughs> The, the, this last week on Kill Tony, some joke got made and they brought up Ace of Base. And I was thinking like, what the fuck? I have all those songs in my fucking head. And they did the same thing. They made an Ace of Base joke. And then Tony Hinchcliffe was like, oh, we should have saw the sign. You know, that kind of thing. And they're like, oh, dude, that's, that's one of those synchronicities. And it would happen at such a frequent basis back in 2013 where I, I lost the password to one YouTube channel and I had to create another I'm like, what am I going to name it? And I was thinking just simulation theory, synchronicities, and then I just named it Red Pill, that thing. So. I dig it. I dig it. So I made that. As I get older, man, I, that's a, a lot of, you would believe lately, I have been listening to like, that's why you had a lot of people listening to the show. You hadn't seen me in chats and shit. You know, usually I'm in every weed show, man. I've been doing that for years, man. But lately, man, I have totally disregarded pretty much all the shows. I hate to say that, but yeah, I've been fucking in with uh, listening to Buddhism, many Buddhism books and philosophy stuff. A little bit of forest bathing, a little bit of this. Chinese, old ancient Chinese writings, Dogen, Book of the Way, stuff, shit like that, man. That's what I've been spending most of my time with is more fucking trying to figure shit out, man. I don't know why, but it's like the last month I've just been on this binge. <laughs> binge and wouldn't like me, I guess. Yeah, I've, I phase in and out of that to a lot of that you know like here and there i'll go i haven't had something that i would have to think for a minute when was the last time i got like real into that is something new that i listened to but a lot of times it's stuff that i listened to in the past that i try to look for again you know like oh i remember a terrence mckenna thing or whatever or another joe rogan thing or other other you know it uh, could be alan watts or there's like a lot of different things that I heard before that I like to try to find again, you know, and try to listen to and try to think like, oh man, this is, this is how much time and things passed and how collapsed or, uh, you know, contracted time is to where to me, a few years feels like a whole lifetime, you know, kind of like. That's why I love my audible. Mm -hmm. 
That's why I like that Audible, man. I get, I've always got it with me. I can re-listen to that shit as much as I'd like to. I, I haven't done that in a while, but the last one I listened to is, uh, have you ever heard of uh, or watched uh, a podcast that Joe had with Stephen Pressfield? or the author of a book that he always recommends, and it's uh, The War of Art. Not The Art of War, but The War of Art. And it's uh, oh, I mean, it's really cool. It's like, it has the same effect that I guess some people get through like motivational therapy, but really it's like a scientific and like um, sp spiritual uh, or psychological breakdown of what it actually is that gives us what the author calls resistance. And he breaks it down in saying that a lot of people that are really gifted or talented and things have this natural tendency to want to slack off or procrastinate or be lazy or find some excuse not to get to whatever task they want to do. And he, he does like the most like saying scientific plus like spiritual breakdown of actually what that is in the body and how, how like different mechanisms and techniques you can do to come around that and actually be really productive and that kind of shit. Yeah, it's called the War of Art. I have to check that out. I'm I'm almost positive I've seen that in one of my suggested titles, uh, in the Audible there. Because every time you finish one, then it suggests you know similar titles. Uh, you know, books compared to that, I think would be close to would be uh, the Five Circles, which is a, another ancient Chinese book, and or uh, the Four Agreements would be another good one right along that lines. But I, you know, I dig a lot of oh, stuff like that. The good, good stuff. The Art of War, I definitely have listened to. Right. Not the War of Art. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that one too a lot. So. Got it. I was looking through my, my book collection here too. I just listened to the Art of War the other day. And it probably that's when I seen the the other one suggested. I I follow uh, one person that does a whole lot of stuff. His channel he originally made for like. Uh, federal reserve kind of shit like that kind of stuff like what what they were up to and uh he has before all this like uh hyped up cryptocurrency and uh what people are doing with on the stocks and that kind of stuff right now um he was already uh say he was doing he was buying silver or uh, pennies from the banks and stuff like that and saving all the ones that are actually real copper real silver and all that and he saved all the valuable ones that are like the rare ones and then all the ones that are just good for whatever metals that they're worth he turned into you know solid silver solid solid copper but uh, lately he makes videos updating his library and i've always been jealous of people that have what I would call, I guess, I mean, I don't know, I guess enlightenment or a negative way to say it would be conspiracy theories is what it unfortunately gets called, but people that have 
libraries associated with all those topics and they have like 50 books 100 books 200 books and i'm like damn dude that's that's the exact same along with all the literature on cannabis like i, I always rec to this guy i always rec recommend because once in a while he tries he has other garden plants that he grows and once in a while he has one or two cannabis cannabis plants going growing and i always tell him like hey you got to get these you know robert clark books and these Mel Frank books and stuff like that. Give him suge suggestions for cannabis books to add to his library. But yeah, I'm jealous of that. People that actually have a real physical library of really dope ass books that are really hard to get right now or in the process of being book burned or, you know, down the memory hole. So many great books out there. It's, it's a shame people don't turn there. My daughter recently is went back to actually. I was trying to argue the Audible to her. I'm like, hey, you know, COVID, you can get free Audible. I'm like, you can get into my account. She likes uh, a philosophy, psychology. I'm like, you can get on my Audible and listen to some of my shit, or you know, get some books if you want. Listen to that shit. And uh, she's like, no, I've been really headed down just the aspect of really physically reading and lately. You know, I'm liking not listening, but actually doing the reading. Mm -hmm. She's like, I take more from it. It's actually, I find it's more of a workout for my mind. I take more from it because it's yeah. two, phys two different processes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're, God, you're smart, dude. <laughs> that that's with me in 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 writing is I can't I can't use notes or something on my phone to keep track of stuff. It I have I, I'm I grew up writing things to remember on pen and paper, and that's just the way I got to do it. I can't rely on my phone to keep track of shit like that if I want to write it down. It's got to be pen and paper. Maybe that's a, something that will eventually everything. change. Everything I've ever listened to, uh, like fucking keys to success, keys to the rich, you know, and, you know, tips for the rich, you know, anything like that. Every one of them say, keep a journal, writing shit down. There's something about yeah. the act of writing it down, like you're committing it's yourself, you're putting it into the ether. It's agreement between you and yourself. You're signing it out. Uh, yeah. You could have been saying there's no excuse that I shouldn't have done it, like you're saying, maybe even possibly my whole life. But we're really, and I'm I'm 30 right now, and where it really started, that voice started coming into my head, was around 27. So I've already not written down things that I think I should have starting at 27. You know, so I really have to force myself to do it now because I, I am at that point. And a lot of, a lot of it is really, I really think my brain has reached capacity. I always thought, you know, this is like a never ending box you can stuff things into, but I don't think that no more. I think at some point between uh, teenage-ish years to 21-ish and then up to like current time, but starting at around 27, that's when my brain was crammed full and that's when I got to, if, if I want to remember things that I think are important to me based upon like I said in our interview, the spotlight thing, 
if I get a spark of creativity, I, I, I really get mad at myself for not writing it down at this point. Yeah. yeah I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm trying more and more and more stuff down just because I forget a lot more shit. I'm losing a lot of good ideas. Someone also said just hit voice record on your phone. I think that's another Joe Rogan tip. But then I always feel weird because there's that moment where like I'm free flowing thinking in my head, but then I look to you know for the app and then I hit the button and I'm like, oh, what was I thinking about again? You know. <laughs> so just, writing it down is just for me. It was the the verbal talking to myself. Actually, it's one thing to kind of to hear yourself. You know what I mean? The inner voice. You know, everybody has the inner voice, but to actually you know hear yourself verbally. Good idea. I've got something today. You know, I mean, I, I think, uh, I don't know. I can't get myself to do it. <laughs> I think that's a little bit weirder way of keeping my notes. You know? And another thing too is, um, you know, sometimes I think it's such a good idea or something, you know, so valuable. I want to put down. I may not want to fucking scream it out into the ether for anybody and everybody to hear around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might multiple reasons I got. Yeah. Some shit that I think of like that I don't want heard until I've had a chance to develop further. You know what I mean? It's a good idea, but I don't want to necessarily spit it out until I've had a chance to twist it around my head and it a little bit. A lot of times socially, if we're talking about specific grow topics, I'll feel that way. Like, uh, I as someone is explaining something, it's, you know, I'm picturing things in my head, you know, but then I necessarily don't want to fucking voice my, you know, the very first, whatever impulse or whatever is the very first thing I think of because what, how it's going to get received, you know, I'm not trying to be flammatory. (laughs) No, you know, I do the same thing, red pill. I have like, I'm, got that weird kind of like ability where I can like pull things, see something, pull it apart and kind of see how it might work. You know what I mean? But then when, if I don't say it out there, like aloud and blow it out there, even though sometimes if it's wrong, it's just, again, it's perspective. I may have that blow up in my hand, my head, but you may be from over there seeing it from you know that one little angle i missed and as i hear it i might be like oh yeah there it is it was hiding right behind that piece <laughs> you know what i mean ah i got it now you know what i think trigger that for me is uh people trying to dis teachers trying to discipline me like in middle school and uh being a class clown and someone said something in the right order of words and a phrase that imprinted into my head right and they weren't like yelling at it yelling at me or telling me not to do something but someone said something to me like you got to think before you speak and that instilled something to me to where like wait a second it is good to be sharp and real fast on the draw with something you know as soon as someone says something but you're right I can think it out and then say something. And it's probably going to be better than whatever would fly out of my mouth 
at that very second. So that didn't necessarily stop me from being a class clown. That just made me sharpen up on what the fuck I thought about saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so. Uh, well, brother, it is 10 after five. I gotta, I gotta call it, man. I have to call it. Alrighty. But, uh, appreciate you I'm, popping in. It's always good conversation, man. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad I popped in. Like I said, I, like, I was m- missing the chat and I heard the shout out. So I, yesterday I was all ready to hop in. And then today I'm glad that uh, you decided to do a wormhole despite not having a guest. So I was anxious to hop in. Well, I, I appreciate you for, because uh, like I said, you know, I, I, I love this. I love this plan. I can talk cannabis almost every day, but sometimes I like to get off track. So. Yeah. Thank you for taking us down the red pill type path tonight. Yeah. Bringing me back into the show. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, shout outs to everyone that was here tonight. And shout outs to everyone in the chat still watching. And uh, I'll be back later. Thank you, Eagle. Thank you. Yep. Have a great day. Yep, you too. All right, guys. It is time to get the shout outs done. Find my list. I know I got it over here somewhere. Oh, I'll twist you guys all around. There you go. Here we go. Right over here. Oh, shit. All right. I got them. I got my joint. I got my drink. I got my shout outs in that order. Pop, 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 pop. There we go. Shout outs ready. Someday, someday I will put them in some kind of uh, rolling Star Wars thing there. But uh, it's not that big of a wheel. I think it would be cool, but I still love doing this, man. I love shouting them out. It's a fun part of the night. And it's a personal thank you. Like I've said it before, you have to be verbal with your thank yous, your gratitude, much like we were talking about writing things down. There's part of the process of verbally speaking your gratitude that helps keep the circle going. Well, it might sound crazy, but it's true. Who the fuck was that? That was a fucking Arthur song. You know it's crazy, but it's true. That's fucking funny. Song lyrics again. Ooh, I'm going right. Uh, I'll probably get in trouble for that one. Damn, Rolling Stones. Fucking love that Give Me Shelter song, man. It's fucking amazing. It's an amazing song. That girl from the original recording, that raspy background singer. Ooh, so good. So good. Uh, I only got music in my headphones. You guys probably can't hear that shit. Turn it down. There we go. Now we got some tunes. All right, let's get it rolling. Get it 
quick drink of some, uh, what am I drinking? Crank, grape, cranberry juice. Delicious. Yeah, it's been a few mornings for Teach B. Good morning, Teach B, if you haven't catch us. Here we go. Some cool mamas are sub cool. We miss you, brother. D's House of Dink, Mama Law 710, Scarecrow 420, Green Thumb Bomb, Christina MG 89, Unplugged 705, Monocle McGullicuddy, Rick T, the Rebel, the 9207, Fabian Salinas, Dave's not here, Tom Spook, Greg Walker, Mendo Dope. T-Dog, Dun Beetle, Red Eye Jedi, Gross, no Mother Nature, Justin Conway, Duckweed, Run Boy, 7426, Justin Gutter, Strongman, Oki Grower, 75, Corey Trevor, Michael Wallace, Small Vision, 420, Who's Your Cat Daddy, Taco Don, Flug, Rick S, In the Bushes, 827, James Siemens, Kevin Heim, World's Last Hope, Pats Fan, 420, BioMinster, Dirt Road Dude, Kenneth Shiva, Jose Ramirez, Red Eye Rustler, Dab Goblin, Dr. Buzz Lightyear, Acetone, 710, Canuck, Can of Queens, and X, Stabby, Tanazi, Fumador, Dirtman, Dan, Keith and Black, Sales, Mr. Bosilla, Sun Prune Gardens, Rasta Bob, Rasta Jeff. Amazing group right there. Thursday at nine. Check them out. So room, small tunes, Tyler, Frosty Buds, Nor Michigan Micro, Ouija Buds, Dub T Roy, Big Jar Rose, Modern Genetics, SoCal Weedner, John, Last PPJ 15, Green County Grower, CJ Apple, Perfectly Imperfected, Dollar Tree Grower, T1 Productions, Date Grower, DOA Grown Men's Mission Brother, Noon Miss Nudie Grows, I Grew Some, John and Candy Suits. Hopefully, you get I Grew Some drawings pretty badass, wasn't it? Johnny Cannon Seed, Nutrients, Shootouts, Naughty Nikki, Zoe and Slammer, and NY, Pixel Monkey, St. Bernard's Observation Booth, Clover 420, High Spy, Aldridge 25, Madam T, Stu Moon, Mode Grower, Can of Crate, Loki Grows, Sus, This Guy, Burton 7979, Polish Hammer, Midwest Outlaw 31, Voodoo Altruist, Fresno Nerds, Cali Connection, Wolverine Grower, Big Jar Grows, Jimmy One for Life, Laid Way Back. D-Block, MMP, Nations, Creations, Amber Lawana, Psychedelic, Warlock, Artist, LT, Sir Sticky, Rob, Big Dave, 420, Brent Window, Big Ed, 1961, Man G3, The Green Click, J&K, Triple G, Mr. Sprinkler, Brittany, and Tyler Teasley, Hope Farms, Lisa G, B, Too Crazy for You, BG, WG, 420, Dr. Buds, Will, Pump Thumb, OG, Anthro, Sensimania, Arthro, Just a Face, 420, Beach Coast Girl, 420, Sir How, Trey Valone, Keep it real. Hackerton 420. Zeb Zeppelin. Audit everywhere. BTWD grows. Bingus Green Puffin Man. Alex Boykachev's Cool of Crop. Because I love it. Green Mountain Grower. Southwest Oki. A real 100-212. Andy Man. Miranda Family Farms. Page Farms. Me All Flower. Brian Henderson. Green 13. New Chevrolet wins. Kingdom Mac Components. Indra, Michigan Native. Mary Jane's Red Garden. Streamer 77 Double D. Bad Bunny Nutrients. Mr. Green Pots. Miss Green Nugs from 619 to 664. Spaniard Kruger Jones. Pop G Grows. Raz. The Drove Dro Grows. Cass. The Grow From Your Heart Podcast. From Ross and Bob. Those I Read Genetics. Lynn Lily Luna. The Green Men Flock. Jeremiah Miranda. Sony Creek. Lost Art. Mr. No One. LG 420. Giant Mike. Prometheus Oil, Jason Ison, P. Wynn, David Colby, Mason 662, Scroggy McScroggins the fourth, The Goddess Grows, Kaylee, Chad Brad, Family Farms, Polly P. Viore, Eric Ferguson, Kevin Jodry, Mike Hontro, Jay Huggins, UDA, Green Tree Huggins, Kush Cloud, Joshua Seeds, and Oak 
Home Buds, or uh, Warren Nelson, Camwood, Maine Mystic, Show Love Always, Kelly Stone, Texas, OG, Chuck Norris, Sarge, Claire Fresno, Happy Guy, Dan the Indoor Man, Gromish Omis, Hamilton Gross, Clip Smoke, Keystone, Canaflag, PA, Big High 710, Eugene Greenleaf, Ace Drew Hustle, Fred Dark Hollows, North Arizona, Beer Grow 420, No Sellout, Jesse White, Gastain Yeti, Introvert Genetics, So So J, Vixen Robin, Killer 8 Mo, James Buttercream, C Dub from NorCal, the Pharmacy Seed Bank, Dreadhead, Smokey 616, Curtis Mayhem, Matt Myron, Morte, the Rick Man, Stephanie Dora, Antenna Seeds, Fabcarious K, Mike Rubles, the Drew Bear 420, Maxi 751, Lawrence Gonzalez, Slow to Get Up, Stu Moose, Pop Coast 719, Bake for Shake, Baby, Old Smoke, PWC, Grown Buds, Laura Walsh, Miss Weedblunt, Old School Grower, Chad Westport, Honcho Grown, Flora Nugs, My Little Piece of Heaven, Pungent Sound Seeds, Goliath Grower, Richard. T, Chrissy, Wannabe, Mr. Soul, Food Spectrum, Gone God, Lori Hanson, Real, 2000 Years of Tradition, Mr. D. Connolly, Pimp, uh, Pimp, Pimp Jam, Big Bodie Face, Fuck Google Andrew, I'm Going Well, Canadian Restore, Purdue, Poor Dirt Farmer, Carl Wright, Zephner, Humble Farms, Chanery Farms, Seldom Seen, Oak Park Gardens, Hell 9782, Skunky Palace, Martial Artist 2012, Micro Slave Hefner, Daniel McDizzle, Medically Fit, KGB, Router, Mr. Green Figures, Motherfucker Thomas, Rancher Cole, Joe Plenty, Andrew Champlin, Bobby Lynn Meads, Trench Digger, Mr. Mac, Tony Lake Blone, Bill S, Weed Peace, Tater Delicious, Minty, Country Roots, Year Out, Fire Genetics, Earth Creeper, Big Grape 420, Teeny Winnie 101, Teeny. 101, no weenie on there. I always put the weenie on there. Sorry, Teeny 101. Buds and Hazards, Mr. Club 14, Beater to B Man 616, Nile Up, Max Scroom, and Ruby, Timothy McKins, Neo, Justin Beans, Scrotic 88, Fat Belly, Real, Jennifer Steele, Kinbeth 03, Turf Farmer, Shannon Stevens, Carlitos, Latinas, Gaby Country, Mr. Speed, Will Seen, Firesaw, Wally, Wookie, The Goddess Grows, Ross and Bob, White Feather Grow. Burning Shrooms, The Total Grows, Date, K-Man Grows, BX, Gunner 81, Smith, Dude, Noob, Grows, Sean McCann, Jay Monks, Dake, Agenda, Wawa, Canna Grow, Baldog, Huron, Cannabis Council, Alyssa Parrish, Rock Fam, Justice Mink, 420, Ben, Rush Grove, Thriving Herbs, High Spy, Your Mailman Grows, We Be Growing, Australian Grown, Love for the Plant, Argo, American Spot Poker, Unfrozen Caveman, Hawaii's Heisen, Surf Craft, Micro Goon, Jeff Lowenfels, Mobius, Grows, Dane, Brownies, and D, Elliot Harkins, Mystic Flavor, The Foraging Gardener, Overwater, Overkill, Seattle, Steve, Shadow Warrior, Valley Green, 514, Amelia Jensen, Oz Indica, Dr. MJ Coco, Brandon Russ, Matthew Gates, Steve's Bag, Drone Sire, Shotgun Willie, Dank, Yoda, Jay, Jay Simmons, Sure Bro, Gross, Clackamas, Coop, JJ, DJ Conley, Aaron, The Grower, Light 1978, Michigan Grown Buds, Your Boy, Roy Boy, Delta 9, Mo- Mobius, Jay McDaniels, Clackamas 420, Dylan Cypher, PFC Farms, Husky Garden, Sun Grown 707, JA Dro, J420, Cascadian Grove, Sea Toads McGee, Four Plants A, Weedworks, Captain Scrog, Captain or Skunk, Skunk E Buds, Hans Warrior, Jackie Young, Tier Lee Live, McGaster Tempe, Annie N, D Urge, Green Junior, Leon from All Purpose Plus. Green Goose, 11 Smiles, 11, Bindu Buds, Michael Rossa, Plenty, 
Three Love Miska, Kinder Grows, Evergreen, G's Friends, Tree, MMJ, Matt S, Tree, Save Ball, Tree, Dragonfly, B, Justin Ben, Travis Wells, Lucky Mike, Seattle Chronic Seeds, J, uh, King Chronic, Titan from Bless Coast Seeds, Shango, Gas, Ovasco for Life, John Smith, Tommy Tricone, Smoke King, Raz, Pop Little, Slow Rolls, Funky Pilots, Oscar Green Jr., or Matt Steelbert, Endo 11, Stephanie B, Shark Pulley 989, Von Braun, Sovereign Garden, Sonar Nation 420, Joe Y, Bugs 1313, Grower, Painted Lady, Frank Booth, Jamit, J. Myers, Jamit, D. Chat, Mr. Manny D, Bag Seed, Dr. G. C. Jeff, Shredder 911, Dutch Gross 420, Scallywag 420, uh, Skill Bowl 1, Med Grower 1, Empire Breeding Code, Fugroli, Lost Leaf, Liam Mass, Danny Danko, B-Bear 7, Alley Noble, CK, Tom Trinidad, uh, Looney Jester, Smoking With, Small Town, Tim S, Mr. Lazy, Rafter Grows, Rob, Automationist Freedom, Robert Hazleton, Dora, Michigan, Corey, Double Tap, Mr. Green Thumb, 420, 808, Rudy Prospects, Candy Bus Driver, Hate and Life, Kenny 710, Operation Grow, T Dog DM42696, Rudenut619, Hammered Emails, Dr. Scrambles, BB Moonrocks, GHF, Double J's, Bio Green, Self Grower, Hanky Stanky, PF, RKP, John Janana, Your Mama, Georgia, Joe, Roy Rodriguez, Boogie Growing, Nature's Best Nugs, Killer Bee Grows, Ganja Wizard, Husky Gardens, Nut Tree 420, Dr. Ooh, Sword Life 420, Bully 4 Life 420, The Jeff Roll 420, Beavis 698, Dr. Franklin Booty, Goddamn, my big Ted's test, the Riffin' Fat Boy, Jack Greensock, 420, 420, Boone Farms, Aldridge 25, Smiley's Gardens, JD's, Misty's Nugs, Smoke and Grow, Frazier, Rokoski, Twisted Roots, Faded Farm 420, Jeff Dorowski, Genetic Memory Farms, Vol 420, Cameron, Mr. Bagsy, Jill Cardi, Mystic Marks, Mystic Flavor, TWE, Grose, Rick, uh, Ginger Snaps, DT, Rick Wolf, DLP2372, Ned Denver, Mike Denver, Sergeant Pepper 420, Ken Trooper, Blind Cat 420, Light Up Again, Tim, UKSIF 420, Buddha Boy, Devin Shipwreck, Medical, MJ, Budsville, USA, Resurrection Prophet, Chris Martinez, Dink Man 420, Dink Man Dan, Red Center Farms, Good Life, Joni Bell, Cheetah B, Most Hated Grower, The Major General 420, Army, American one, W Digger, 714, Sarate's Kinios, Mountain Skies, ready to hit the hot fire. Chris Mertz, Ian, Save Robbie, Sergeant Live, Hepafade Camp, Finger Lakes Finest, Do- Ridge Patch, Dozer Man, Southern BT Grower, Choose Michael, Jerry Bear, Plus One Mushroom, Secret City, Pioneers, My Little Piece of Heaven, My Little Tent, 242 Base Walker, Christian, Tree Mump, T Barrington, Heart and Soul Homegrown, Mike B. T. Dwayne, East Coast Will, Heidi Day, Galactic Gardens, John Smith, Olympus, Natural Farms, My Natural Farms, Pacific Northwest, Seeds, Ross, Kaya, Paul, Lemon, Hoko, Trench, Digger, Read It's Juicy Life, 420, Grant Manual, Mary Bond, Sammy Sizzle, Tiny It's Colas, Chris Moe, DK Trades, Vision Creator, Kind Brew, Cannon Nation, J. Groski 808, Weekend at Bernie's, K-Bag, Justin Station, Strong Style, Zippy, Imatic 31, Honesty, K-Pill, Brett Ball, Todd Kendricks, Kendricks, Newton, K&T, Chris D, True Serum, Four Times Four, Natty Dread, Barbara Matthews, Ancient Soul, Grown, K-1, 
Kevin, Jiu-Jitsu, Can of Health and Happiness, Berserk 215, The Lab, Low Cut, Albert, Trembly, Mo, Mo, Manic Men, Brez, Banshee, Helen, Huge Anus, James T, Atomic Spoon, Miss Jill, Big Daddy, LT Gardens, High Flyer 420, Lobster Brush Bro, Big Mother Tree, Maine. Oh, good stuff. Red Pill, your Roy Boy, Roy Boy, Ecstatic, Chandon Gibbons, Ruhan, Rick W., Comfortably Numb, One Smoke Away, The 840 Grow Show, Richard Lamb, Red Pill again, Cannabis Pursuit, K Rolling, Co Rolling, Worthy, Buzz, Logan Man, 81, Oil and Flower Podcast, Buddha Blake, what's up? Dr. Aspect, Warren Gardens, Pink Lady Luck, El Mondo 420, Surrounded by Keith, Friday Farms, Fringe Dweller, Significant or Single Father's Happiness Without Guilt, Wob Wobby, Sean Pins, Rescue Ready, Roadside, The Notorious Nug, Madness Seeds, Father and Son, Trimming Toil, Sub T Dank, Jose Ramirez, Doggo the Hut, 420 M Funk, Man, GR420 Community Videos, March 10th over there for me. Check that out. Detroit River Red, Luis Garcia, Michael P, AJ Everyday, Captain Bob, Cheddar Bob 13, Main 420, Med Grower, Captain Cookies, Coop, Jay Kendricks, In for the Grill. Backwoods All Good, Sally Mansell, Jay Hendricks, Chanel Simpson, One Smoke Away, Kazoo, Green, Aaron Burning Shrooms, Mr. Lincoln Stinking, Angel Studios, MMG, The 420 Grow Trend, Poor Paul D'Ella, John Fleming, Dinkovich, Chemo F. Sky, Fiber Power, Pauly P. Seldom Seen, Elevated, Lenny Gannick, Miss Sunman, Chiba Sony, Jeff, Popolic, Ricardo Sosa, Dan J. Earth Friendly Farming, Candy Forest Farming, fuck all that be, the Misfit Grower, Jason Lime, 512, Snake Eyes, Northern 4466, Jason Gross, Greystone, Sony Creek, Sony, Nate, Sony Creek, Russell Zine, French Dweller, Tarzan, Superman, Old Man Hero Ash, Freebird, Mo Grower, Manny Gar, Simple Man, Survival Time, Tim Blank, Golf Crows, Chronic, Stink Fest, Chemo Sky. Oh, gotcha already. Caballero, Caballero, Harley Garden, Jen God, Jason 512, CL Steve, or Steve Collins. Uh, third time's right. Todd Kendrick's Pop Radio Maintenance, Sharpie, the Island Hayes. Scuba Steve Speaks, JR Ream, Farming. Ah, uh, damn it. Randy K. TCDR, much respect to you. Claire Fresno, Wardrobe Farming, Randy, Grandy, Piff 1000, Nature Boy, Moisture Bold, 3223, Puffer Smiles, 15 Digits, Michigan, Gaja Moot, Hash, Fred G, Super Bob, Richard Forbes, Dan Pimento, B4P Funk, Nicka T, John Reach, What About Bob, Prince Patty, Daniel Bergman, Green Puffin Man, B, Bundy, James, Sean, Sure Grows, 818, John Wayne, Cannabis or Counseling, Roots, Sister Golden Hair, Deanna, El Dankarino, K and F Gardens, Blank Cat, 1030, or that's Blank 1030, Choose One, Only Feet, Farmer Jones, Crypto Joe, James, Lamb again, Hydro, or Hip Grove, Matt Javine, Dan Marito, 
Chronic, Wonder, Surprise, Grow, Top Floor, Genetics, Mold Vision 420, Cam Wood, Cam 2, Cannabis, Just Fisher, My Dog Naya, Roosted, Lau, Many Cropper, Daniel Grows, Photos, Mitten Gromies, Sunrise Grows, Lexi, My Baby Girls, no limits 916 and last but never we least we just 207 thank you guys tuned in for another episode of the wormhole 337.5 look forward to seeing you tonight where my guest will be who will be my guest tonight that might help me get up right more Can of meat. I have to look that one up. Ah, catch me tonight at 11.30. You guys know the routine. Please do something nice for someone. It's going to random acts of kindness to change lives, change mind in so many ways, and continues to do so day after day. You guys have an amazing day. I look forward to seeing you tonight. Have a good one. I am out of here. Love you guys.